0: Yo, what uh, the heck? you yawning on my dime? Huh? <laughs> Wait,
1: me? Yeah. Dude, you talking to me.
0: Was that you?
2: <laughs> I, no, 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 no. Was I that saw it. That. that was it definitely was white. Was I can't dude you. It were was white. during Bren's intro? No, no, no. I never
0: would. I have respect for Bren's
2: intro. Okay. Okay. No, that's a uh,
1: egregious performance from Joshua. Bren, please continue your please continue your intro. Uninterrupted. Talking to
0: Plata Valorant, episode twenty seven. Thanks for <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> carry on, carry on. <laughs>
0: Thanks for joining us. As you can see, we've got a new studio, new space. Um, it's pretty empty at the moment. It's bare bones, but we're going to fill it up over time. Yeah. Right now, we've just got Overwatch merch and the Wyatt Weekly Awards <laughs> and a, a can of popcorn. What yeah. is that?
3: That used to be in the background. There's no yeah. popcorn in it, though. No, popcorn. no it's like... Was a, it a special, it special of box a... of popcorn? A... Why is it... Why hold on to it?
2: It's not a box of us. Ast- it's, a, it's a porcelain vase. I think you're supposed to put oh! a plant in there, but why a plant would want to eat popcorn? I don't know.
0: <laughs> oh. Yeah, and of course we couldn't exclude our Team Fortress 2 audience. That's why we've included these. <laughs> 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 There's
3: no, a huge overlap in demographic between Pledge Valorant and Team Fortress 2 actively <laughs> following the game. It's a very big overlap.
0: Yeah, well, a lot of news on the horizon, at least, uh, for this episode, so we, we can discuss it. By the way, as well, if any of you guys have any artists that you want us to feature on the show, in terms of, like, on our back wall, uh, write a comment. Um, that with... made it look like I was highlighting Wyatt. I was trying to highlight the artwork on the back, and I just kind of did
2: jazz hands any Wyatt. Any tattoo like, artists we made as him. well.
3: We could put them on Wyatt, if you have any tattoo artists. That could be yeah, a good, that could add to the studio. Little forehead
0: cam. Yeah. yeah. We, we can make you look like Phoenix.
2: How opposed are you
1: world? to... Like to face tattoos, or something. You're like a viper face tattoo? Sure, yeah. Mask? What?
0: How opposed are you to face tattoos? Well. You're not at all opposed <laughs> to
2: face not, tattoos.
3: you really, you oh. don't care? And, you don't care about face tattoos, Wyatt? And anyway.
2: No. You're not slightly, so if we came to you and said, hey, we've got a cool face tattoo,
1: you would not be opposed whatsoever. Oh, I mean, I don't know. What is it? What Could you're I get, <laughs>
0: permanent mark upon your I,
1: get, I mean I wouldn't get viper on my face, but uh, I don't know. But if, if it was cool enough, you wouldn't be opposed. Yeah, if it was like uh, cool enough like uh, minimal, you know? Like so so a minimal it doesn't exist. Tattoo. A minimal no, face like, tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> Something minimal.
2: <laughs> I don't think they exist.
1: I'm just, yeah, they, you can I, get some small stuff. Yeah, yeah. you can get like some small, small doesn't some mean small, minimal though. Fine line work, you know what I mean? Like veins or something? <laughs> like. No, not like, vein. <laughs> like <laughs> what? veins. Yeah, like this. I just look <laughs> mad mean, all wow. the time. Is, is that minimal, Bob Wire, on your hairline? Uh, no, God, and I, definitely I, I the one to... on the the one on the left is appalling. I need to get, get some Bob Wire on my hairline. Loser wouldn't get that.
2: If I, we- I should get some, like, sticky tape or something <laughs> in my hairline so it stops
1: going
3: backwards. <laughs> Just hold it down. Well, if you get, well, I mean, the barbed wire, I don't know what purpose that would serve. Is it trying to, like, are you signifying something? Like, there's no hair beyond this point? Is that what the barbed <laughs> wire... <laughs> I know, don't think like, yeah.
0: No small animals
2: allowed
3: uh, in my hair. I don't think
0: that's barbed wire. It what? absolutely is. What, what are it, you
3: talking about, Bryn?
0: Is it, like, stitches? He's trying to, like, imply
3: that he's, No, like that's barbed wire. wire. Oh. Is it taken out? The, Sure? No, those are de- that's definitely barbed wire because that's looks because how barbed wire is you can tell by just the just the look of it. That is definitely barbed.
0: barbed wire because of how barbed wire is. <laughs>
3: because look cuz how it look, I don't know. That's it looks like barbed wire. It doesn't all look right. like stitches. Stitches look different.
0: Yeah, I've never really looked at Post Malone's forehead that much, to be honest with you.
3: I have not explained
0: why I am here
2: in person as well. <laughs> I've just, I've just arrived at the set. It was yeah. violating all sorts of COVID guidelines. <laughs> And uh, I'm here. No, we've moved to Austin. And so I'm now bubbling with them because I yeah. own the building next. Oh, no, I don't own the building. He owns I don't... It. Oh, a I don't own landowner. <laughs> landowner. I'm not a kid. landowner. <laughs> but we, we, yeah, we rented two buildings next to each other. So I am now able
0: to uh, participate in person in, yeah. uh, in the podcast. Pretty Whereas sick, actually. Avast is miles away. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah but it won't well, listen he has the option. to the to I told you guys them. to come to Dallas. I told you guys to come to Dallas.
0: Yeah, that's the thing as that's well. I mean. Now that we're in a more central location, we're probably going to be able to get when the world opens up again, people in person, hopefully, to come down. We'll make you drive down of us. What is it, only like four right. hours? four
3: hours to Austin. Why why, <laughs> why can't we meet in the middle in some, like, bumfuck town, you know? Like, we can go to, like, Odessa, Texas or something. Actually, I don't know where Odessa is located. I'm sure they I don't have Google Fiber in Odessa. But we <laughs> could find somewhere Odessa and do a, a collab I'm there. Be happy with that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> let's let's get the podcast started. Right, huh?
2: Heck yeah!
3: You yeah. know, to
0: actually talk about the topics. No, uh, they is is this released? Valorant episode two, act one. This is how out of the loop I am. Yeah, it's yes, it started. It started no.
3: Well, it's, it doesn't. It starts on the twelfth. Yeah, okay. so today's the eleventh. I
0: didn't know if. Yeah, I did. Well, yeah. So, but it, yes. So, when we release this episode tomorrow, it, tomorrow, what is my this brain say? broke yeah. for a second because I <laughs> keep thinking about the episodes in terms, Okay, forget about it. Anyway. <laughs> It's a, it's releasing tomorrow. Euro comes with it, correct? Yeah. Yeah. It's
2: it's already correct. playable now in like some form, though, right? I've More seen people some people playing Euro. No, Euro. That,
1: that was like a. Uh... Oh, that was the capture it, it, event. If you were in, you know, if you're if you're an elite content creator, ah, you got yes. access. Right, right. right. So Wyatt, I've been it, moving, since you were the so I haven't coach. really
2: understood. I've just been trying to keep up with everything yeah. on Reddit, and I've just, I, yeah, I was like scrolling through streams last night, wondering why no one was playing Yoru, and I realized it must not be available. <laughs> no, <laughs> it was just out.
3: for the release, like uh, special events, like you know, Wyatt got re- they re- they reached out to Wyatt because they know he's the new head coach of Fnatic, so sure. they know that yeah, he's going to be. They he released got the
0: cinematic. Um, yeah, did, which I didn't watch. Do you want
1: to watch it now? Yeah, I'd like Now's to watch it. Now's a good now. time to, to mm-hmm. react to it, actually. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. You know what I like about the cinematics? Well, I, I don't want to Well, spoil anything for. So I don't know. Oh, if here I'm it want is. To say okay, it. Oh, just wait.
3: Go. Everyone, let's wait to make our YouTuber faces. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what?
2: Yeah. It's, um, I mean, you're missing out on all the audio involved,
1: but I, uh, well, you know, you maybe to... we can do some sound effects. Phoenix just says some of his in game lines. Okay, yeah, so here, we'll start that. doing... Then we can oh, start doing something.
3: sound effects here. Yeah. You know, we could be like, they're walking. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, little footsteps.
0: These, these kind of I cinematics the are reload. very important, though, for building the world. If you want your game to be not just large with, I guess, competitive players, but with a lot of the casual player base as well, you need these, uh, yeah. these world-building... Mm-hmm. I,
3: I actually things. really like the art style for the cinematics, I have to say. I like that
1: yeah
2: (laughs) yeah it is really cool what i am also interested in as
1: well is that well cypher's now dead isn't it yeah that's what what i was gonna bring up (laughs) three of the agents in this one cinematic alone die
3: yeah but the thing is is is, is that like do they treat valorant as like is it like league Where like in the league cinematics right don't the, the league heroes die but they they get revived because of the whole like it's like a summoner's rift and they summon them back to battle. Maybe these guys are locked in an internal cycle of undeath.
1: Right. As as soon as the round
2: resets, they just come (laughs) back to life again. I mean, that. yeah, that's that's the weird thing about trying to actually tie lore to anything you do in the game is that it's nonsense. (laughs) So if you actually try and explain, oh, yeah, they come back to life at the beginning of every round because they are actually, I don't know, Sisyphean mortals trapped in an in a endless heck? cycle by the gods. It just becomes stupid. So, I don't know. I, they're releasing agents so quickly though. What was their plan for agents? Three a year or something? It was six more a, than year. a year. Yeah, I think. Six yeah. a year. They six. can afford to kill yeah. off three every cinematic.
0: <laughs> they can actually start <laughs> expunging people en masse. Maybe that's how they balance the game from
1: now on.
3: Yeah. Maybe just population. <laughs> just, just,
1: just, just kill off the agents it's, that are uh, too just problematic. Just you know? in a cinematic. It's just out of the game now. Like, yeah, oh yeah, they just, just killed Jets. Yeah, Jets no longer well, in the then game. They, so it try could try be like
3: wrestling where they bring them back. They were never really dead, you know? It's like The Undertaker where like in WWE where like they kill them off and then they come back later. That could be Valorant's sort of agent yeah. pool. Yeah. yeah.
1: <sighs> but we'll just need more of the lore. I'm to sorry. to really yeah, find out.
0: Where he pulls out the flip comb and just yeah.
1: pulls it back.
0: Yeah. Uh, That's the corniest See, like, shit I've ever seen. I of course wish that it is. me.
1: Yeah. of course it is. Wow. Are, yeah,
0: are flip uh, combs corny? I don't
3: think it's kind of cool. I it's corny oh, I because like it.
0: it's, it's, it's cool. so tropey. You know? It is. Yeah. yeah. It's like oh, a it Fucking trippy. cool yeah. guy, not looking at this explosion. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like just pull back the hair. You I don't know. 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 It is cool though. You need these kind of like uh, you need these cinematics to capture a lot of the casual audience. That was a cool cinematic. I appreciate the sound effects as well. Of asked.
3: Yeah, you know, we could yeah. we could do our own sound effects in house. We could start a second studio outside of podcasting. It's only at home sound effects for balance. <laughs>
2: Foley Studio.
3: Yeah, be <laughs> hooked on phonics, chat What 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 are we looking at now? I oh, actually don't is, even know what this. is. I don't is. even know what this is either. I've never, never seen this cool. video.
2: Yoru trailer. This is the oh, oh this, is, this is the official Yoru trailer.
1: Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, I I've not oh, seen this before. Nice. As well. Yeah, I haven't seen this video.
2: Either. He he is oh, a fundamentally cool. I mean, not in terms of like the design of the agent himself, but in terms of like the design of his abilities and the the theme and stuff
1: and the, the like the whole yeah, mask the ripping through dimensions yeah. and stuff. Yeah, it's good. The ashes are so cool. This is the th- this is the kind of agent as well that um, it's it's very creative in in just what he is and his abilities. But it's in that creativity <clears throat> that will get people to come back to playing the game as well. Mm. Like this is the kind of agent that people are going to want to come back and experiment with if they haven't been playing yeah, for yeah. a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because that. it's just so. I just interesting. want to point out,
3: by the way, that when we first discussed the teaser for Yuru, for I, I said, "What if they make him? He can be invisible." And you said, "There's no way that would ever happen."
2: <laughs> okay. All right. A I don't think that just, happened. Just but want that's... to point that out. <laughs> okay. Yeah, they definitely did go bonkers. They went further with the alt than I thought they would. Yeah. At the same time. I really don't believe they're going to add an agent that has it on, like, cooldown to the game, you know? No, so, no. Like, I mean, they, they, it they made
3: an ultimate at least, and it takes some time to exit it. So, like, they've at least done something to balance it versus just yeah. putting it a cooldown ability.
2: Yeah, so, I mean, people I'll, people I'll, are, are going to bring up Rainer here as well, but that is just not the same whatsoever. Yeah, well, people keep <laughs> no. saying
1: that, and I keep
2: getting mad. <laughs> I, 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 it's just not the same thing. It it's not, not even the slightly the same. Yeah. It's, not, it's not similar whatsoever.
0: What He's, else... Um, just before we fully move on to the topic of Euro as, a, as the agent discussion, but is there anything else of note in this episode two, act one release? Well, we don't know yet is the answer
2: to that, Well,
3: it's longer. Returns. It's longer than... Well, or is it shorter than the previous one? I think it's shorter or it's one than the, or the other one by three weeks. Right? It's definitely longer or shorter <laughs> well, no, I, remember, I was one. When I was looking at the dates, I was like, I'm pretty sure it was like three weeks shorter than uh, act... than like uh, act... Uh, through yeah. One, well, 2020 pretty, was a leap sure.
2: year, so they need to make it shorter this year anyway. So they're probably can't yeah. That makes sense. Anything.
3: So, so chronologically, based off the linear progression of time, it, <laughs> it all it all checks out.
1: Um, the only other thing that I saw was released is the uh, Brimstone and Omen changes. Those mm. are
3: oh yeah, those wide. are actually pretty interesting changes. Especially mm. Brimstone. Brimstone actually looks kind of kind of Pog champ. Wait, I not Pog champ. He- I mean Komodo the other hype. thing, Komodo Whoa. hype, Komodo hype.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> good save, good save. Okay. Brimstone, yeah. I mean the, the the first thing you look at is of course the stim pack. You can just throw it down immediately now. But okay. aside from that, the smoke lasts five seconds longer, and it's, um, it's, it's which is they're
2: crazy. And anyway, they're they're thicker that? too. Yeah. I'm reading, they're thicker. I didn't yeah, see they're, they're Oh
3: wait, oh no, I was thinking of range, not the thickness. Never mind, I was thinking of the range. They, <laughs> okay. they increased they the made, range. They made an update
2: through. to Brimstone's model. <laughs> He's thick. Yeah. Yeah. A bunch a of Brimstone buffs,
0: back, essentially.
2: Yes. Yeah. Some so. interesting ones though. I, I, I think the Stimpak will now actually get used. I know <laughs> that this is like a, a moron level take, but when it's a quick cast, it's the same uh-huh. as like a jet smoke, right? and you see so many people use jet smoke in the middle of fights to to help them to set them up at the beginning if you're a brimstone and you're not throwing out a quick cast stimpack not every time right sure but regularly to help your team or or to help yourself i feel like you're missing a trick at that point it's there's there's much less it, time wasted in terms of
3: casting it. It c- it could actually be useful now.
0: I mean, I don't think there's any downside. It doesn't show up for enemies.
3: Well, especially if you're doing your pistol recoil, rounds, I I, like yeah. I feel like stim pack is actually going to be kind of nasty when you're doing like a rush with pistols. Yeah. I feel like you kind of just like you just you zero get into them with the stim pack as the insta cast, and you kind of maybe kill someone even on like when you're on an eco round and they have rifles. Yeah, yeah.
2: I-, I could see it actually being used and being impactful now yeah. whereas it never was <clears throat> before and yeah, i think the smoke be. change is exactly what he needed as well uh, a slightly larger range sure but i don't think that was necessarily needed but like the there had to be some benefit to his smokes over omens sure. a b- omen can cast them from all ranges <laughs> and they're bigger yeah. you need some different niche that brimstone can occupy and the fact that they last uh three uh, ages as we know them of the earth yeah. <laughs> that really does help, I think.
0: You can I, just block up a choke point. I, I like the omen changes as well. Just briefly reading over them. Did you have anything to add to it, Wyatt, as well? On the broomstone changes? The
1: no, I no. mean it's just a it's a buff to every Everything. part of his kit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, it seems. I, I think uh, they've done a good job with balancing both of them. I, I yeah, think, I I, like I, I still think you're going to see both now. Uh, really, though, yeah. the omen ones do seem sort of drastic on paper. I still think omens going to be incredibly powerful, especially raising raise the paranoia cost from two hundred to four hundred, which is a lot. But you're getting the best flash in the game. Yeah, it's the best Um, flash in the game. It's crazy. And then the uh, the time to cast the dark cover. Went from four thousand to two thousand eight hundred. No, I don't think speed. it's the
3: time to cast. It's technically the travel. Yeah, speed, it's travel right? speed. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so yeah. It, I I think that's actually one of the more impactful ones too, considering that it was so good for like if you're doing if you wanted to do like a fake smoke or if you were setting up a really fast engage to do the dark cover, and now they've really increased the time that it takes to execute. So you can't just pop execute nearly as fast off an omen smoke. I yeah, feel like yeah. that's actually a super impactful change compared it to, is. like... I, I feel like that's the biggest thing for Brimstone because now you can still immediately execute on Brimstone smokes, but you can't on Omen anymore. Yeah, yeah. Here's uh,
0: a thought. Do you think we're still going to... Do you think this is actually going to inject Brimstone into the game, or is Omen too integral for the way that teams have learned to play the game at the moment in terms of playing off of the paranoia?
2: I think the paranoia is enormously important. Like, yeah. it's, it's yeah. the defining <clears throat> thing about Omen, but if if the smokes are just hands down better on brimstone then that could... It, it. It's not so much that you want the balance to be tipped. You want teams to have to choose between them. And like, you know the way that Angel was playing with FPX before where he actually wanted to play the, the uh, brim on bind because he wanted the smokes to go down immediately. And like, boom, you hit the site mm-hmm. and you're doing some fast executes out of showers or whatever. That's the kind of decision you want to be having the teams make is... Do we, do we want to be running faster executes or do we want to kind of slowly default around the map and have this big paranoia to be able to initiate? I, I think it's I think it's good to have them in different niches and I think that's what this does, basically.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think the the other area where the omen changes are gonna hit is just the amount of set plays that involve the paranoia at yeah, this point. Insane, right? There are just yeah, yeah, I mean there are there are hundreds probably. Yeah. Um, uh, maybe not hundreds, that might have been well, I mean, it's, the, the thing is, well, a lot the of the... point is, there's a lot. <laughs> yeah, a lot of um, the best so, teams. So, yeah, a lot of people, it's like, oh, do we really want to throw away all these plays that we've developed? So um, many mid round Yeah, maybe you do.
0: Mid-round two-man mm-hmm. plays, three-man plays with the the paranoia that you're playing on. Yeah,
2: but the thing is, uh, you can do that with a lot of the other agents in the game. Like, the, there are... all You say there's, like... Okay, let's, let's make the number a bit more reasonable. There are tens of... Yeah, <laughs> dozens. Uh, <laughs> dozens, maybe, of plays that you can make with paranoia across the maps. But there are just huge amounts that have never been discovered of other agents and how they yeah. synergize together. Sure. So you, I don't feel like you're losing a... You're, you, you're definitely losing something big, but there's enough across the other agents most of the time to be able to make up for it. You can still play
1: with a brim. You don't need paranoia to be... I could successful definitely see a lot more brim and breach duo play yeah than, um that's what sake. i that's what i think as well Bre- yeah breach for the sake be... of having the flashes still to to pull off uh, x amount of set plays but then also for the actual those fast executes that you were talking about mm. and just having the breach utility for those situations I definitely see something like that coming into the meta yeah it's interesting Have i asked anything anything
0: to add to that
3: I mean, we sort of—I think we we hit it all, right? Yeah, I am—I am I'm a tiny bit worried about Omen simply because if you remove, I think it makes him a lot more static in a way because his his smokes are so much slower, and also you've increased the cost. I am a little worried about Omen because like that was such a his paranoia was the most important part of his kit, but the the dark cover is what made him so universal. I think in comps in terms of how good it was on top, like so, I am worried. Uh, a little bit in terms of like does o- does you know does Omen really fall out of the meta a bit? But also Omen's sort of been meta for how yeah, long Lord, now?
2: Lord Almighty, he's had a ninety nine point eight percent pick rate yeah, for the yeah. longest time, so, and that's oh, so, already okay, worrying that okay he's going with, out of the meta. I'm okay with that if he does. I'm
0: fine. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, we can get back onto the topic about Euro because we were talking about our boy, you know, yoru is known in the wider scene Every time Juru. you pronounce that name
2: And so does everybody else by the way as well Always pronouncing it differently Yoru. I think it's Yuru, right? Yuru. Yoru, right? Yoru Y-O-R-U, Yoru People Yuru. Yuru. always pronounce Yuru. it Euro <laughs> It's like people say Euro all the time When you're
1: just Yuru, casual really? Yeah, really? it's Yuru. everywhere man. All of the, the pros Yuru. and the different the, people making do content They just know something that we don't No, I think, I think
2: they're just mispronouncing <laughs> the name And just mixing up the vowels <laughs> oh.
0: Anyway, Euro. <laughs> uh, I think this... Yeah. We, we, we briefly talked about this with the leaks that came out, with the Russian leaks when we got yeah. to see his kit. Um, I say briefly, I think it was a significant part of the episode. But my opinion hasn't changed on this. I think his kit is incredible, honestly. The amount of mind games... The, the, so much of this game is based off of timings at the top level, and this is one of those agents that's just going to mess up a lot of timings mm. for, in people's heads in terms of where people can be at a certain time. It's going to make you rethink about... If they, Euro, Yo- Euro. Yoru, if they have a Yoru, a Yoru. Yoru. have a Yoru. 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 If they have a Yoru. Yoru. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about, man. <laughs> if they have a Yoru, then uh, then it, it's going to change the way that they have to think about where people can be at certain times in the, in the map. Yeah. Um, and they've just given them flashes as well. I feel like flashes are something they tack onto every new agent's kit when they don't really know what additional <laughs> ability to give them. Mm. Yeah, because it makes you self-sustainable. Mm-hmm.
2: Like you can. Yeah. Uh, plus, it gives you some value when a site execute actually happens. Yeah. Which Yoru would its be. Its flashes
3: are really interesting too, though, because they're the first. They're like they're different than every other flash because you can. It's cl- it's the closest to like honestly Phoenix, but not quite Phoenix because you can send them an indefinite distance until it bounces and then it goes off based off a of timer, right? Yeah, not so, quite so,
1: indefinite, but nearly. Is it? Yeah, it's a I mean, Long yeah, distance. Yeah. They're pretty close to CS, right? I mean, that's the thing. Yeah, you it's can, closer to CS.
3: This, this is
1: like the closest equivalent to a pop flash in yeah. CS, which is why this is very significant, because people are going to learn lineups where you can pop flash people. Um, that, that is the key element, and that is also why this agent is incredible. He has the best flashes in the game, I think. Mm-hmm. First, How many flashes does agent. he I have mean, you can, again?
3: Is it two what? or one? How many flashes? He has two. Yeah. two. He it's has two, two. flashes
1: two. and one teleport, okay. which I thought was
2: weird. I thought that they would... I think this agent would be better if they were the other way around, personally. I, I don't think that the focus should be on his flash. The, the flash does not <clears> really <throat> synergize with any of the rest of the kit, except it's a flash, so it synergizes with any kind of positioning that you can do. You yeah. know, it's, it's just... It's its own little thing, but all the rest of the kit is about manipulating information that your opponents have, which I feel... I think thematically, another teleport would fit in better and
1: also would allow for more creativity in the round rather than just flash peeking. I think it might be too much if he has two teleports, though, honestly. Might be a bit too impressive for your Mm. little brain. (laughs) The little brains are going to melt if he has two (laughs) teleports. I I think that might be a little bit too much. It, It does put him in an interesting position, though, as well, where you can think of more supportive opportunities for him. Um in being that pop flasher, because you can just yeah. throw out the best flashes possible for your teammates to peek off of. Mm. Um, so I, I wonder what type of executes we'll be seeing in regards to maybe him sending in the teleport somewhere and the footsteps somewhere else, but namely like the the teleport going somewhere into a site and then possibly like lining up a pop flash for a, a jet to dash in or a sure. teammate to. to come out of a door and get the guy who's right yep. around the corner full blind. I can and think then of you teleport a, somewhere else or something yeah, like
0: that. I can just think of some usage. Like this This is an agent that's going to be pretty powerful even at our rank, which is like Diamond level. Iron 2. Beyond that Iron 2 <laughs> level. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, just the, the, the execute the, or the set play that people love to do in Diamond. Think about it. You're on Haven, you're on Attack. Rush A or play Contact A. Mm. You know what I mean? Sure. So you get you get your uh, your yoru 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 your yoru. Yep. Yoru. Think you said it right the first time. Yeah, I, I don't know You the... Yeah, your yoru, and then you uh, you you just send in both of your footsteps. You send in yourself. You put a TP back into your spawn. Your team waits fifteen seconds. You fake hit onto A. Maybe invest a couple of bits of utility into it as well. Maybe a smoke into heaven. And suddenly you've got a rotation already going, and you just yeah, yeah. hit C, and maybe there's just one player on to C. Yeah. Like there, there, the, the, There's a lot of, there's a lot of cool stuff you can probably do with this agent when he's actually re. I think he's going to be meta.
1: Yes, I, I w- just like reyna Ability.
0: Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, this the the alt itself reminds
2: me mostly it's, of Phoenix. Uh, yeah. In terms yes, of how it is. you're entering, you're creating mm-hmm. space, you're gathering information. The biggest difference between that and the Phoenix alt is that. You Okay, you can't, you can't be killed in it, but when you come out of it, you don't have a second life either. Right. So even though you, you can't be stopped, once you reach your destination, you can die, which is the opposite of the Phoenix ult, where you can gather information really easily f- for free, but they can, they can stop that information getting gathered by killing you, but the, the actual killing you just sends you back to your body. I like, think it's like an, almost
3: wonder... like a combo of Omen ult and Phoenix ult, in a way. Because you don't have that sure. second life, yeah. I find it yeah, a, close a little to bit. That. Yeah,
2: yeah. I, uh, by the way, Kurt Scream has a really good video on uh, on Yoru um, that I'd I'd like to bring up because he's actually playing it in some games and trying out some stuff that I think will end up being used later on down the line. Because something that we talked about last week was the weaknesses of his kit. Right, we didn't know them because it was just leaked, so we only saw kind of the strengths. The the weakness is we said the tele I said the teleport had to be breakable. It is breakable. But it's only breakable when you're within like near sight distance of it. Which is really weird. What do you mean it doesn't show up otherwise? Doesn't show up otherwise. You can kind no, of No, because otherwise it would be bit. too
3: weak. It would be too weak, I feel like, if you could see it really easily, because then you'd just be able to shut it down all the time. So I but feel I, like it's a tough balancing act
2: for it. Yeah, it is a bit of a tough balancing act, but I feel like it's gonna be giga strong because they added the near sight element to it. The reason being is that most of the time when you're trying to control a choke point, you're not really holding it from face on. You're not trying to, like, duel the guy straight up. You're trying to take some kind of side angle, and you Mm -hmm. wait for him to cross in front of you, and then you kill him. And what that means is you can just pass the teleport past people through choke points, and they never even know that you've shot it. Oh, my God. Because because they can't see it. And so they have no way of punishing it because they can't, they can't shoot it because they can't see it. And so like right here in this can... clip,
3: look at that position from Scream. It's kind of nasty. Like the sage walks in and Scream is behind. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Behind there. That
2: that is I mean, it does make a very loud noise for where you're teleporting to. So I definitely think people are gonna get better at hearing that and reacting to it really quickly. The same way as like, you know, yeah. Reddit Omen plays <laughs> are not as not as viable anymore. But so there was a can... specific clip I was I was thinking about when it got to um when I got to bind somewhere, where he's pushing from B long, and he just throws it to the back of sight. And uh, unless you're holding back of sight or tube... You won't know. You won't know. Like yeah. you, won't, you won't see that thing. You might, you might hear it passing and surmise that he's going to end up back of sight. But <laughs> you can't really punish that. There doesn't seem to be a great way of stopping him doing it. And that means that you've, you've instantly got a Yoru in the back of sight, and the rest of the team ready to push. It's like a, a jet dash on crack. There's going to be a yeah. bunch of different places where you can yeah. make that teleport work so well to entry.
0: Jet dash, it's a boom bot as well in terms of like thinking about uh, affecting people's uh, crosshair placement. If they're trying, to, if they're trying of- to follow, it's another threat essentially that they have to be worried about when they're into like holding into a site. Yeah, I think if you just threw it towards them,
2: they're. Then they're going to be obliged shoot? to kill it because if you pop out, you're vulnerable for a while. Okay, so you, make so sound. you could leave it and try and camp it but you're, instead. But if it's behind reaction. you,
1: oh yeah. But
0: the thing is, it's it's a, it's, it's like um, I mean, it should be a free kill in theory if they don't choose to kill it. If they think that the, the vulnerability is big enough, if you time it up with your team in terms of your peak timings, yes, it, it should be a free kill on anybody, or at least a trade, a trade at least. Yeah. But it's. Um...
2: Yeah, I think uh, this was one of the situations where it's just didn't even. Him. Although it's a, you can
3: see the synergy here with stopping the like because it's really loud when you exit the teleport. But if you throw the footsteps at the same time, if you throw his little distraction footsteps, then you're able to sort of mask the the sound a bit. So you can yeah. sort of just put more chaos out of the out the audio.
0: Yeah. Oh my god!
3: <laughs> like and that is just the,
2: oh my god. And the thing is too. I don't know the ranges for where you can hear the teleport from. That, now, the good thing is, it's not like Omen—you hear where he teleports to, mm-hmm. not where he teleported from, because otherwise it would be that would completely be, broken. Yeah, it would. Um, be... But I don't know the range on it. So, in theory, you could have somebody teleport down a long sightline that you then can't hear them, Dude, and you get shot.
1: All the abilities look so cool. Yeah, as well. I mean, they really. They they killed it with this one. The thematics yeah, of really this did, agent are, they are, really, really is sick. It's also so it's cool.
2: mega powerful without being broken. I think it doesn't look like it looks like yeah, you that, could counter it. And like, yes. you're gonna have to change how you think about what positions are safe. <clears throat> but it doesn't look like you're gonna be sat on site and suddenly there's nothing you can do. Yeah,
1: I you know. I agree. I think it's yeah, I think it's mega powerful, crazy skill ceiling, but. I don't. Yeah, it doesn't but strike me as being broken. No, yeah. it, it it's I'm, absolutely. I'm interested to see
3: how it synergizes before we decide, though, because yes. I really feel like this is going to be an age. It's it's like the complete opposite spectrum of Reina in a lot of ways, where is like, okay, you need to get kills and you need to use those kills to leverage your utility advantage. You, I feel like for yoru it's more like I'm really focusing on saying his name right. I'm really focusing, but <laughs> I, I, I I really feel like though it's going to be a lot of synergy related to actually making sure your Yoru is, like, in a really good spot. And, like, you are are pushing with them to get the most value out of their utility and their abilities versus, like, himself leveraging his own utility to get more value, you know? Like, I feel Mm -hmm. like it's going to be a lot of team-dependent setup to get the most out of his kit.
2: Sure. I I think as well, something that people have frequently talked about, the the pros at least, when I've been watching their videos, kind of thinking about the agent, is that he's going to be run with Omen, like almost all the time. Even if Brimstone gets buffed up the wazoo, you need someone who can throw long-range lurky kind of smokes for the Yoru sure. to, to be able to help with the fakes so that he can lurking down avenues created for himself to be able yeah. to, you know, if you've thrown a teleporter into some aggressive position, but you need an area smoked off, you don't want to have to rely on, like, a Brim running up behind you with his iPad. Like, don't worry, boys, I got
0: you. Well, or I'll throw your <laughs> stint back. They- <laughs> Presumably they knew this before the Brimstone buffs. Whereas range got increased on the smokes. Yeah, I would imagine so, yeah. But, so,
2: but also, I, I just I don't really think that the range increase is what you're going for there, because so, uh, quite a bit of the time, I'm imagining, you're going to want to throw smokes on the exact opposite side of sure. the map. Yeah, which, yeah. Brim has been given a buff to his range, but not, yeah. a, not a huge buff to his
3: You also want to be able to exactly place the smokes, which is a lot easier with Omen still than it is with Brimstone. Like Brimstone, you're like going to be fine for the most part. But Omen, you can literally say like, I want my smoke to be here for my Yoru player.
2: You realize you, you can click as Brim as well, you know? like well no I, I mean
3: company. i understand that but like the thing is is that i would say for the i would say it's a little bit harder to like for sure 100 put it in the exact spot like there'll be small percentages of the times where you might put them in like a little bit of the wrong location oh,
1: i put them in the wrong location, in. location all the time but that's just because yeah. i'm fucking bad <laughs> <laughs> i i have to say as well i really like the timing of the release of this agent in conjunction with the challengers coming up mm. at the end of the month um, I think this is this is like the perfect window to add new things to the game and then it maximize its being interesting in a tournament where you have just enough time for the the like elite players who are really gonna maximize the the usage of this agent. They'll be able to do it in the tournament in a few weeks. Not like um, I don't know, like in Fortnite, where, you know, I experienced this many times where new update Day of a tournament. Here's a bunch of new shit in the game, <laughs> yeah. and, and and it's not interesting because nobody knows what to do with it yet. Yeah. 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 Um, but you have just enough of a window <clears throat> where f- I'm very excited to see what teams are going to do with yeah. this agent in challengers. That is that is the thing I'm most excited about seeing now, heading into the, the tournament at the end of the month. Um, so I I think this is like the perfect window for adding new things to the game, new agents, new maps. Like give a few weeks so people can go hard figuring yeah. it out. I mean, presumably
2: as well, if we think about the rest of 2021, if they have a schedule to release six agents across the year, they're roughly going to map to the, each Masters and Challengers event anyway. So yeah.
0: There is going to a- be periods, though, surely, where they don't have time to practice. Like, there is a tournament. But but I think they won't be allowing those agents to be played in those tournaments anyway. Uh, possibly, yeah.
2: They've yeah. done that before. We is them, Winter Championship,
3: kind of- is the NSG Winter Championship, are they allowing Yoru? Or I don't no? know.
2: I don't know. We don't know. Yeah. We don't yeah. know. We don't
3: know. Okay. So yeah, because that would be interesting. Because that's like, if they are allowing it, that could be a quick sneak. That would be a scramble. I, like, yeah. Yeah. I, I can't. Im-
1: I mean, in oh, the upcoming tournament, I don't know why I'm gonna and, get. No. And the, yeah. That that's. I mean, it's, just, oh. it's a 25K the twenty-five k tournament that starts on the thirteenth. That's right. Yeah. So that yeah. Right after it comes yeah. out. So. I mean, probably I we'll, not I then, right? I don't think not, they'd do
3: it. I, yeah, I. I don't think they. If
1: I'm
2: running an NSG Winter Championship. Hell yeah, I allow Yoru. <laughs> hell yeah. Like, that is that is eyeballs on your tournament immediately. Yeah, so if I'm true. an administrator, I'm like, hell, fuck yeah. We're going to throw that in. Why not? You're going to have to play it for challenges anyway. This is a smaller event. It's not like... This isn't a major. It's It's a good K. it's a yeah, solid tournament. it's a solid tournament it's yeah. a good opportunity to practice with, with stuff like that if you want to throw a curveball for your opponents I, I think it would be crazy interesting if they did use it but i can understand yeah. if they ban it as well for competitive yeah. integrity whatever
0: let's uh, let's talk about the uh, yeah. competitive oh sorry
2: what i wanted to say though generally is that if you think about the schedule of 2021 i feel like valorant is going to have the identity of if you pick up the new agent quickly you could win a tournament based off of it and that isn't just going to be a one-off thing for this event. That is going to be a thing that spans the entirety of the years of Valorant, assuming they keep up this release schedule sure. of agents. Yeah. Because if they're releasing an agent a couple of weeks before each of the, like, challenges events, like you see on the screen, I mean, there's, there's going to be ample opportunity for teams to get good with a certain agent. Now, not every, not every agent is meta-defining or going to allow you to win a tournament, like, Sky and Killjoy, nobody won a tournament because they were so good with them. But you could imagine that there will be occasional periods through the year where an agent is so good that if you can get good with it quicker than everyone else, you could have a, a much greater chance, if not just a chance in general, of yeah. winning that tournament. That, yeah. that could be the identity of Valorant throughout this year is just uh, not so much adapting to the meta, but getting good with new agents. As soon creating as they're the meta. Yeah, creating it. Yeah, you know, almost.
0: Yeah, uh, I wanted to move on to talk about some of the EU signings, the mix-ups, because there's mm. been uh, some big news in EU. Basically, this it is has, yeah, this so is what I'm we were we were looking forward to. I think before the, the Challenger series and everything else was the big shake-up that occurs. Yeah. Um, and we're starting to see that with a top EU team, starting with FPX, um, Timasik is, uh, is, is this a rumor, presumably? No, this is, is actually, actually a This has up? actually
2: been announced. We talked about this yeah, before and it was a rumor, but they, yeah. they full on announced it now. So, okay, 6 yeah, is going to be the replacement. I, personally, I feel pretty good about this. I, I think that there's, there's no real reason to me
0: to replace Meadow in the first place. Like I don't get. Yeah, from league. an outside perspective, it seems strange, it, but it also we don't. Really we don't know what the internals were for that team.
2: Exactly. I, yeah. I can't. The only. I don't think it was a bad move. I don't think that Dimasik is a lot worse than Meadow. I think Dimasik perhaps looks even more skilled and more willing to be like active in fights and active and aggressive in terms of how he takes map control as well, which could be beneficial for FPX. I don't think that they're gonna get worse by any means. Mm-hmm. Um, and Meadow was pretty self-sufficient with how he played in the first place. He wasn't really involved in many of their set plays and strats and stuff like that. He was he was really quite a self-sufficient player on the rest of the team. So I can't think of many like there's no key strats that FBX runs that. That Dimasik is going to have to like scramble to get adjusted to. It's just where do I position while, while I'm like holding the default and the rest of my team is taking map control? And maybe Dimasik is now more involved in those than Meadow ever was. I, I think that this could be a. I think the only. It's either a side grade or an upgrade, I think, because I'm trusting that FPX identified a, a weakness accurately or like a. Sure. Not a weakness, sorry. A limiting factor to like getting to the next level, I think, sure. was just like how sure. they worked with
0: Meadow.
3: Yeah, I tend to agree. I mean, honestly, I, I feel like there's not much else to say until we see it, realistically, because Divisek, from the footage I've seen, he seems fine, he seems pretty good. He uh, Hopefully, they're thinking they're just going to be more aggressive, so it, the, the agent pool makes sense for them. So overall, it's kind of just waiting to see how he gets incorporated into the squad. You know, like, this isn't a big enough signing to me to be like, oh, this is for sure, like, an amazing pick, but, like, we just gonna have to see how he actually works. And if it fixes any of the issues they felt they had. Yeah.
1: Yeah, this is one I, I, I just don't think I've seen. Yeah, I haven't seen enough of Demosick play. I don't have a strong opinion really on individually. I also mm. think that generally speaking, FPX
2: have other issues. Like yeah. their, their loss in First Strike was, I would say, nothing to do with Meadow. Yeah, <laughs> I would, yeah, I would absolutely just, agree with that. The, yeah. the collapse that they had against Summon when it came to that final map which, again, the first two maps were pretty close and it was a, a decent performance, but they, they didn't hit the heights that they had previously hit or, or were attempting to hit. And then that final map was a mental boomage like no other. And I don't think that was because of Meadow in any sense. Um, so, in fact, I have no idea what happened there because it was so out of character compared yeah. to what we'd seen previously from FBX. So w- whatever the hell happened there would be my focus. 2021. Like what, what actually happened when the pressure was on you lost all of the Ignition series, albeit you looked great in those, but then you also lost a really key game against a, on paper, weaker opponent in first strike. Like, what's what's actually happening when it gets to the, presumably the mental game is having some component here. Maybe not everything, but it has to. The, the, that collapse on Bind where they lost like 13-4, is, that's not just because they got outplayed. Mm-hmm. That's... That's a strategic decision.
1: Playing a composition that they haven't played for months, and then yeah. mentally booming them. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And in, in regards to that, I'd, I would, I suppose, just trust their coaching structure. I mean, they do have yeah. quite the a team coach. behind them. They got uh, Doom Bros and
2: another, they, they another CIS yeah. coach whose name escapes me
1: that they yeah. recently added. Yeah, I can't I, remember. I can't think of his name. But oh, here we go. Yeah, they they have a wealth of staff behind. Them. The
0: overwhelming opinion outside, though, is just looking from the outside in with the moves that FPX are making, is that they're like everyone's like, well, I, I don't really know. Um, nobody really knows. You yeah, know? It's I've, I've like the, the some... Meadow move, just kind of, they're like, okay, well, if they think it's going to help, then sure. Yeah. But from the outside in, it looked like there were no real problems with Meadow as an individual. But if, yeah, yeah you, you kind of just have to trust that the, that the structure, the team itself, has, like you said, Josh, identified the weaknesses in this case being meadow even though it doesn't seem like it um and hopefully they're going to look better um yeah it's a it's a it's a strange one you got to see how it plays out this is why the shakeup's so weird you know yeah um but we'll see maybe at the end of january um another eu team g2 rumored i mean this one is bananas rumored honestly. to be picking up uh so they got rid of the MVP. he's benched or gone
2: um, is he he's is still he benched? Benched, think. and he just no, he's to gone. Over opportunities. No,
3: he's. Well, I think. I think he said he was gone.
2: Right, but, but I mean, I mean, benched in terms of like, I think he's still with G two the organization, G2, isn't he?
3: Um, I, like, I could have sworn. And stuff. I could have sworn. Here, I'll check it real quick. Yeah. I The, the, the thing is, about in Valorant,
0: though, as well, is that they bench players, and then they're like, "Yeah, you can pers- you can pursue other opportunities." Yeah, yeah. That, that so they don't, mean, they don't actually let good. players go. No, We're yeah,
3: no, no, no. You're right. He and, is sort of in the fact he he's still under contract, but he is not on the active roster. Yeah, yeah. Yes. 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 So
0: just yeah. the the, the terminology they would use would just be benched. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. the rumor is that they're going to be picking up Zeke as well, who's going to be playing like an entry position for them.
3: Yeah, yeah that which is uh,
1: bonk. Yeah, yeah. That is strange. So Artis is still
0: saying weird. on the sofa. And Zeke is not going to be on the Sova.
1: Yeah, Zeke, Zeke has been
2: insane. When Zeke was playing for Nolpenki, he was so skilled on the Sova. I mean, he's just a skilled player. You anticipate that mm-hmm. that would attract to any yeah. agent that he plays or any role that he plays. But he's, he's played IGL for his teams in the past. And that's what we were saying on this podcast before, we, that even though Zeke has IGL'd and G2 are looking for an IGL... I've never seen Zeke's IGLing and gone, "Wow, that guy's really good at IGLing." When you watch Zeke's teams, you're like, "Holy crap, that guy's really skilled." Yeah, you don't think, sure. "Oh, they're so intelligent and tactical and whatever." You're thinking about the player, not really his IGL skills. And so, the fact that they've just found somebody skilled and added them in a position they don't play, I don't get it. What,
1: like, how does that solve I, yeah, the issue? I, I am. I'm curious as to what the calling structure would even be at this point, really. Like, what what are they seeking from an in game leader in terms of calling? I think. Um, because presumably, yeah. as well, if you're going to be an in game leader, um, in the first. I don't th-
2: think he is going to be the IGL, though, right? I, well, I I would be really I, surprised if he was playing Entry and IGL. I yeah. don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. So, I think someone else will pick it up. Yeah, but so I, but I, just, I don't know.
1: Right, because it, it gives me Sabrosa flashbacks. Yeah. But it's like. It, um, because it's just so strange to to have an in game leader attempting to be the entry player who needs yeah. to be heavily focused on aiming. Um, so yeah, so presumably that's not what they're trying to do, and they'll, I don't know, maybe be still in that like loose, calling kind of free flowing mode where well, there isn't necessarily just a hard.
2: Mixwell said leader. on stream okay. that He's got he, the juice. yeah, well, Mixwell said something weird on stream that was like vaguely alluding to it, I think he said something like, if anyone was going to pick up the IGL, it would be me. Um, When referring to if any of the pre-existing players were going to pick up the IGL, like if they didn't add an IGL, at least this is what I think he meant (laughs) because it was an unclear, ambiguous statement, but I believe he meant of any of the pre-existing players on G2, if any of them were going to turn into IGLs, it would be Mixwell.
0: Sure, Yeah. yeah.
2: That implies to me as well that they almost want Zeke to take over the entry role while Mixwell plays whatever. Rays maybe, instead. Chills and they play the like gaps. Phoenix Rays and Phoenix yeah. Jet, and he orps. I don't know. That's What's the mean,
1: thing. Joru Jet? I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, it is, it is very strange. And if I had to make a guess, um, I don't think that whatever comp they're thinking of running now, I don't think it's going to be the one that they end up staying with. Because yeah. as well as the, um, just looking at the team and the flexibility that the players have, like thinking, you would think that when you're including a new player in that team, when you're signing a new player, first player who I would think would be switching would be Artis because he's just so flexible yeah, he can just yeah. play anything. I agree. Um, so you would, I would assume bringing in a new player who is a Sova, Artis would be the guy that could just, oh, okay, I'll just play something else.
2: Yeah. And he'll be fine. That's what I would have um, assumed. That's what I thought was going to happen when they added Zeke, but apparently not. I wonder. I wonder if anyone can find, or asked if you can fact check this as well. What? But I believe the quote was like from. I think it was Nell who reported on this, but it might have been Mandy. It was, and Nell. they said they said the quote was something like Zeke is going to be playing a Phoenix type duelist or something. And I was like, oh, uh, well, I found <laughs> the
3: original report, and then yeah. I've so, and it says for all, and it says that in this original report that that Zeke has shown some interesting things blah, blah blah but I'm looking to see what exactly they want from him. It doesn't really say exactly what uh, what his potential agent pool is going to be. I mean, looking at it, in the past Zeke has played an, an not a lot but an okay amount of raids uh, in the past. So mm-hmm. I mean, Zeke I is, mean theoretically, yeah. Zeke could be an entry. Like, even just looking through his agent usage, like Rays was his like second most used agent, and then he sort of has a smattering of others. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, theoretically, potentially, and since Zeke is really mechanically gifted, yeah. they could. It does. I I don't know if it's crazy because I mean, I know artist is insane and flexible, but do you find artist to be an entryer necessarily? Well, here's-
1: my my thing would be that it's not even just artists that's flexible, it's every player on that team. So yeah. when they say, we're bringing in this guy to do this, like you know, while they're still sort of in the trial pre-officially signed period, I honestly don't put that much weight in the statements like that, because I think things are going to change so rapidly, and with sure. a very viable agent coming into the game, I-, I think it's just... I don't know. I don't know if I put a lot of stock into those... Oh, uh, like I see the report. Wait, it is in the report. Boards. I think they're going to be able to switch because Mixwell's played a million things. Yeah, Tech's played a
3: million things. Like uh, you could even put Tech on Phoenix. <laughs> you, you actually won, could. Yeah, I mean,
1: Tech was so,
2: incredibly good on Phoenix. Yeah. So oh, I, see, I see day, the quote. It's... By the way,
3: now Josh, I missed it. Oh, I had to use a word search, and I found it this time. <laughs> so he should not play Sova since Artist already holds this role. But he should turn to a rather dualistic Phoenix type agent, according to our dualistic sources. Dualistic. So, yeah. Music. That is
2: that is mental to me. So who said that? So. The, that was the, the source co-
3: that gave it yeah, to Nell. Yeah, the know. quote
2: isn't attributed to oh. anybody, but yeah. I don't understand how this game of Whispers has created a, a, a report where Nell is saying he's going to play a dualistic Phoenix-type role or Phoenix-type agent. There are no agents other than Phoenix who are Phoenix-type. It, does Yoru. that just mean
1: Phoenix and <laughs> Yoru and you, Rainer? I, is that it? Yeah, I think they're just meant like Flash.
2: Because Raze is nothing like it. Jet is nothing like it. It's, it's Phoenix, Reina, and then Yoru, Yeah, maybe? for some reason, my,
1: my immediate thought was they want to play Yoru when they say Phoenix. Well, but- maybe you guys
0: are getting too deep on it. Maybe one of the sources is, like, I don't know, a, a general manager for one of the teams that's been, right, that's right. been yeah, watching scrims. Maybe they scrims. just mean so, that they want him to be injured. an aggressive
3: entry type of guy. Yeah, like, maybe, yeah. They, maybe
0: they, they're using yeah. that term as in, yeah. like, okay, in the scrims, they've mainly been playing him on Phoenix, yeah. and they're assuming he's going to be playing the duelist role, yeah, which I'm, encompasses... I'm suckling
2: the lot. tea leaves trying to read yeah. the future. Yeah, really yeah. I think I'm going too deep <laughs> We really it. are.
1: When in re- yeah, I really think that the, those words don't actually matter. Everyone on the team can so, play everything in the game, and they're just going to figure it out. To, to okay. add on to
0: that as well, Wyatt, I yeah. think the reason why we shouldn't be paying too much attention to this as well is because the second part of this announcement is that they're still looking at coaches. Neil Zeno. Neil Zeno?
2: Yeah. Neil Zeno? Neil Zeno? Yeah. Uh, Another they're, they're
0: still looking at some sort of overarching structure for this team. Because presumably up until this point it's been largely team run, right? Yeah. Like they've been experimenting, they've been wanting to get somebody to kind of like lead them and, and yeah. put them on a direction, but they haven't found, a, uh, you know, somebody to to do that yet. Um, Neil Zinio
2: was the old coach of Rick's and yeah. the, the Royals. No, team. The
0: the fact that they're still looking for a coach as well, I mean, I, I think anything that you, that comes out this early about roles in terms of what they're playing, you can't really. Take seriously. Sure. I mean, you've got to take it with a grain yeah. of salt because this is this is a team that's still trying to find their their footing. They're still trying yeah. to find that structure. Um, but that's the, uh, that, that gonna... is worrying to me,
2: though. That's that's part of my concern for G2 is that they didn't have a vision when they picked up the player. Sure. They're they adding the player and forming the vision around that, or at least that's what it seems like from the outside. Maybe mm-hmm. that's wrong, but it it seems like that from the outside, which doesn't inspire confidence for me because. I think the only way for G two to stay on top is for them to really figure out a system that works for them, and I think that for that you need a vision you need like you can't you can't run your team by committee and try and get to the top G two got there at the beginning, but it feels like G two are going to fall off unless they have a decisive vision for the future and a player that fits very well into that style
3: and i mean maybe I see how Zeke potentially could but if you were looking in like so Zeke has played some very supportive roles with this, particularly Silva in the past, and but they also wanted someone else that could be a little bit more flexible and a hard intreer, as opposed to David P. Right, where David P.'s agent pool wasn't super big, and on top of that, he wasn't necessarily like running in and being sort of a very aggressive entryer. So realistically, if you look at sort of the past, what Zeke has played, he should theoretically be. Flexible enough to where he diverges a bit from David P., you know? Uh, so maybe that's what they wanted was just someone that's more flexible than David P., and also can, and on top of that flexibility, can also play, you know, more aggressive roles too.
2: Yeah. I, and I don't think that Zeke is a bad pickup at all, but I think what it lacks is the vision necessary to take them to being world beaters like they originally looked like, because none of this appears to solve the issue of G2's structure and IGLing and yeah. like the, the actual, yeah. you know, the, the core problems. Zeke is mad skilled, crazy flexible. He's, he's going to be good. Uh, he is a good player. But does that actually put G2 over the top? Yeah. I, I don't know. I think there's deeper issues that a moron yields EO to fix.
0: This is the early scenes in any esports, Right. That we, that we see so many times over with a new game where the structure isn't there yet in terms of how teams are run and it's all very much like it's a wild west of team ran uh, kind of environments where the decisions are being made and sometimes they don't add up and they're being made alongside other decisions and they're just praying that in the end they followed the quick recipe you know they've just shoved it all in a microwave and they're going to get a, a baked cake <laughs> yeah. at the end that's yeah. the that's the hope. Um, and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But uh, yeah, it's it, the interesting thing about all these changes is that the answer that we all have is we don't know until we see them play. Yeah. Um, yeah. We can't really accurately...
1: I like to wildly speculate. I mean, it, that's the only thing we can yeah. do. Yeah. It would be
0: easier
2: to have some idea if you knew what the hell the roles were.
1: See, but, that, yeah. but we, and yeah, that's we why... just don't. Yeah, we, we talked about this v- briefly last night, Josh, and I said that I, was, I felt a little bit underwhelmed by this pickup. Mm. And you said you were whelmed. Yeah, and, I was whelmed. And <laughs> whelmed. I, and, yep. I, and yeah, I've gotten to that place where, thinking about it, I, yeah, I am also, I'm just whelmed. There's <laughs> nothing about it that's inspiring massive yeah. confidence. It's not like a, it's not a, it doesn't feel decisive, like, this is the guy we wanted. And yeah. we are going in the... Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, I can't see a, the there's vision. There's not a hard direction. There's not no. a hard vision that it seems that you can really track with it. If there is... I mean... I'm, I don't know what it I, is. is. I'm not. Yeah. yeah, I'm not seeing... Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, but I'm not underwhelmed. Like,
2: I don't think the Zeke is a bad pickup. I'm not underwhelmed. No, but, no he's definitely but, not. But I'm not inspired. I am right. simply whelmed.
0: Yeah, it's a uh, very whelming pickup. <laughs> we'll see how it plays out. We'll see how it plays out. Another EU team that's making changes.
1: Oh, yeah. Bro... Oh, Brent's ready we to lose his mind. This
0: one is ridiculous. Yeah, this, yeah. I, uh, yeah I, uh, it's liquid. They're making some changes. Uh, it seems like they are... This is the rumor that they're benching Eccles and Soulcast. Well, uh, one or the other. One or, well, here's the thing. The, the rumor is also... The, the, Juji?
3: I don't know, actually. Yugi? I think it's Yugi, yeah. yeah. Yugi? I think it's Yugi.
2: Yeah,
0: Yugi. 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 the, uh, the, the Yugi CSGO, Yugi. CSGO player. That's reported to be moving over to Valorant here. Uh, what a tremendous pickup! But the rumor is also that they're going to be moving into the IGL slot, which is what Eccles currently inhabits in Liquid. So it's clear that Liquid have decided, okay, we need to make some changes off the back of the tournaments. Right, despite but... the fact that I was singing their praises, you know, they despite the fact that they went out round of one in First Strike, they went they went against Heretics. at had a reasonably yeah. close game, obviously a, a crazy close game. Didn't have the consistency against. Yeah. Heretics. Heretics look like the better team, but they are making some changes, and they're they're leading it out with a big one. This is going to be another. If this is coming to light, if it is true, uh, another huge acquisition from CS:GO to move into Valorant with GG. GG. Yuji. Yeah. yeah. I mean,
3: well, I mean, the, he recently the... played for Astralis. Yeah, he was but like he he yeah. hasn't been on the active like roster. He hasn't been playing for Astralis in 2020. He, he was so. he on? Well, what, was...
1: what was notable about him was that he was the first person announced when Astralis did their. We're going to have a bench move. When they decided they were going to have a sixth okay. player, yeah. he was the signing. And then it, it came out that the, the uh, individual players who were on Astralis, the starting five, people wanted breaks for mental health and, and yeah, burnout. And it, those it, wasn't really
2: a, it wasn't really a bench so much as it was is some fill-in
0: players,
1: yeah, and so while they, we fuck a, not fuck around, but, but it, it while we the,
0: take breaks, yeah, the low point of Astralis, right? I mean, it was it, just it, a it was, downward it was, spiral. It was at yeah. the beginning
1: of 2020. Their players were just burned out, and sure. they wanted breaks. Um, and that's when they, yeah, they signed at the sixth and the seventh. Which, yeah, the first person they signed was Yugi. and he played with them for a bit. And then, I, I mean, he's just been, I, I presumably playing Valorant. I guess the scenes.
2: Uh, but, I'm not sure though because. All of the discussion that I saw of um, uh, of people who were like you know like the little the redditors that follow streams everywhere yeah. and they look at all of the people who playing pro and stuff yeah mad helpful <laughs> the, the, the the little birds on the ground yeah but they um, <laughs> yeah they, they were saying that the general consensus appeared to be from a lot of fans that this was very surprising that they had no idea that Yugi was even trying to make the transition oh, really and that okay. they weren't aware that he had even played very much Valorant before. Uh, so, I don't know whether that's correct. It's very difficult to know, like, how long a dude's been playing just on his own time. I mean, he hasn't but, played
3: in a team at all. The, no. he, hasn't played in, uh, he hasn't played on any teams, and now he's on Liquid.
2: So. Yeah, I mean, but, but also, he's not on Liquid. The report said he was trialing with trialing. Liquid, right? Yeah, Liquid. So, yeah, they, they're trying him out. Now, what's mental about this is Sliggy originally said, That Liquid weren't going to have any roster changes after first strike. And the first person they trial is not. I mean, I can't imagine that this is Sliggy's selection for like the best person. This screams suits. Yeah. It 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 actually actually... hollers from the mountains.
1: I am a suit and I want you to trial the Astralis player. It's it's nonsense. nonsense. Yeah, it it absolutely. Yeah, it does look like a suits move because (laughs) even if you're. There's obviously not a direct. Equation from you are good at CS, you are good at Valorant, right? We know yeah. that. Like, you can be an okay. There are plenty of people who are pretty good at CS and are excellent at Valorant yeah. at this stage. But it's not like Yugi was a world beater in Valorant. I mean, he was. In CS, you mean? Or in yeah. CS, rather, sorry. He was pretty good. And he subbed on Astralis because he was one of the only available unsigned pretty good Danish players. Yeah. It wasn't like he was the. You know, he was good. He was, a, he was a fine replacement, but it wasn't like they were assigning the absolute cream of the crop. Like, yeah. holy shit, look at this guy. We just got to replace, you know, Zipnex. like he, yeah. The other nine players who subbed out of <laughs> Astralis. He was just one of the guys who was available. So it wasn't, you know, it's... You would think if, they, if Liquid really wanted to make a move like this, they'd be going for some... Real world beater CS player. Let's see if we can plug this guy in. Yeah, and and get someone who's really going to be legit. So, it yeah, it absolutely does look like the suits move like oh this goes on the yeah. I mean, he must be it, he must be the shit. Isn't Let's Yugi an
2: opera as well?
1: Yeah, uh, that yeah, makes like no a,
2: sense to me whatsoever. Because why are you trying to replace Eccles or Soulcast with an opera? And you as well. why are you trying to replace Eccles who IGLs and sets up the team so well with? with anybody anyway. It's none of this move makes any sense. So or I was, like uh, it doesn't even make sense to trial in
0: my opinion. I was hanging out on Sliggy's stream the other day. Oh yeah. and his chat was asking him a bunch of different questions. That oh, was Bruce. it was pretty interesting. He was digging his brain which by the way, we need to get Sliggy on one of the future episodes. Oh, definitely. He Sliggy's him, great. He says he wants to be on. So oh, yeah. We're going to get him on. He's fantastic. Um uh, one of the questions that I thought was quite interesting was talking about Well, there was one, now that you've mentioned about him being an operator player. Um or an awp up, I guess. Because yes, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the uh, the uh, one of the questions was, what do you think about the validity of having like a full time operator player in Valorant at the moment? And Slugi mm. said that he feels like you don't need it at the moment because the operator is too much of a of a high cost essentially. Yeah. This is Sliggy's direct viewpoint, is that you don't need uh, like a mainstay operator player at the moment because the gun is too expensive to really yeah. build around mm-hmm. uh, for, for long periods of time. Maybe if it was cheaper, the, the opportunity would be there. Uh, the second point he made as well was that he doesn't believe that at this point in the game's lifespan... Um, the, the kind of system where having players on the bench will work, where having, you have these substitute players. Maybe later on when there's more agents yeah, and yeah, you need yeah. the, the the in-depth strategy, the, the the depth of the roster. But at the moment, he, he feels like you know five players is really what you w- want to work with. I mean, all of this kind of reads to me. I, I just can't see Liquid making... I cannot see Sliggy making the moves where he would get rid of Eccles or Soulcast. I feel like. I, I don't think so. I don't think what... Like, what could have...
2: Change between their loss in first strike and now for them to feel like a
0: move was necessary. Yeah, I okay.
2: It a screams.
0: Move. It screams like someone high up in the organization has looked just on paper at the roster and like, well, it went out round one. Yeah, you know, yeah. and they're like, well, we got to make changes. This roster's just not Scream.
1: working. The thing got is, though, thirty-nine kills. Soulcast yeah. only got seven. <laughs> yeah, well, I he's got to go, even it- though he's been. Excellent. But the the
2: thing is, I'm not saying that you should never change the Liquid roster. The Liquid roster might need changes, but you can't tell that right now, in my opinion. And after First Strike, with their really close loss to Heretics, you're feeling pretty good about them moving forward compared to any of their previous time together as a team. If you were going to make a move, you have to wait to see how the next tournament goes, I feel. And you can't, I don't know, you, you mean, can't you re- try and trial people now, a couple of weeks before the tournament.
1: Yeah, do you really want to make a move now? Get a guy who was just playing, maybe was just playing CS, maybe, I'm sure he's been playing some Valorant, like here and there, at the yeah. very least, been playing like rank casually or pugs, whatever. But do you really want to get a guy who has not played a single Valorant match two weeks before Challengers yeah, begins? That's when crazy. Your team-
3: I think also, it's what does what does Hugi bring? Like, not even just aside from like his actual gameplay, right? Where you know he was an op, he was an op player. He was an op, he because I think he was an was he IGL like sort of centric for Astralis when he played for them. I can't remember, but uh, either way, I don't I think
2: I, so. I don't, I don't know, but but either
3: know. way, like regardless of any of his actual in game benefits, this guy isn't even if it was a suits move. Some guy was dressed up in their Armani suit, ready to <sighs> using their eSport investor money to be like, yes, we need to get this guy. What brand value does he bring aside from the fact that he used to play t- as a sub?
1: I, yeah, I think it's I a like two
3: years ago now. Two years, just I think it, about. I think it's Could also be
1: that we all,
0: we've been too latched onto this suit narrative because it makes the most sense in our heads. But again, I, this I, right. I we, we may need to look at this at the optics that we're still looking at with the FPX move where it doesn't really make sense that they remove Meadow, but it feels like they have decided to make some changes. What's different I, about the FPX to the liquid changes here? Because on paper, they seem like you, a similar move.
2: Well, to, to me, two big things are different. One, Sliggy said after first strike they weren't going to make any roster changes. Okay. So something's happened between now and then. You, you, the thing is, you can change your mind... But if there's any idea that you might make roster changes, you don't come out and say you're not doing it. You just don't say anything. No one's, no one's forcing you to speak yeah. about whether or not you're going to make roster changes. If you have an idea you might want to make some before the next tournament, you just close your mouth. So the fact yeah. that Sliggy said that there weren't going to be any implies that that was his actual belief at the time. Like You don't just come out and lie about that, and you're like so working behind Jets the scenes.
3: Which is... You know, I don't think there was a mad scramble for Huggy on the Valorant scene necessarily. So I don't. Yeah. I don't think that. I don't think that. <laughs> I don't think he was having to play five B roster. Just for that, and, the, and also on top of that, there like Meadow and Dimasek, they were two Valorant players that got swapped out, and they both played similar roles.
2: Yeah. Exactly. But, like what?
3: What does what does Hygie bring to this roster? That, that, that wasn't covered.
2: I mean, yeah. Link would Op, anyway. If you wanted an yeah. Op player, Link would yeah. Op, he's a really good Opper. Why would you... I don't get any of it. It I, doesn't make sense.
1: The, I think one of the main differences as well is with the... The Meadow one seems to have made sense only to the players and mm. the, the staff. Yeah. The, the coaching staff. That is not the kind of uh, roster move I feel like the suits would have just made on a whim. Like, oh, well, that guy's got to go. Because it's not like he ever performed badly. It's not <laughs> like his stats were ever bad. Sure. There's no indicator that he was the problem. Yeah. Yeah. That is something that only the players um, and the coaching staff who are really with him every day could have made a, a decision on. Yeah, This is a far simpler scoreboard Steven decision making or uh, uh, decision to be made. It, it seems like right? Where I uh, sometimes one of the worries I do have about Liquid, if I'm being honest, sometimes I'm a little worried about Eccles fragging. I think there's sure. a lot of games where he really struggles to keep up. Um, but he, he Provides a lot of value in yeah, other I think facets a lot of, of the game that are not just the yeah. the actual fragment. I-
2: I'm is. worried about Soulcast's uh, agent depth as well. I sure, I know that yeah. he's an elite player when it comes to raise. But his Sova hasn't looked fantastic for them. He's looked uncomfortable on that role. And even though he's tried a lot of different stuff, actually his Phoenix did also look really good. His Phoenix and his Rays looked really top tier. But a lot of the other stuff he's tried has looked a little uncomfortable. I am a little concerned about that. That's why I'm saying I think roster moves could happen down the line for Liquid, but not
1: this. I I don't
2: think this makes any sense.
1: It's it's also the timing of it, it's just not good. It's just not good timing. In, in
2: better news, I realized that a vast looks like a poster on our wall. <laughs> <laughs> oh, How? Do How oh, really does what It really does. You move the, if you move the, uh, the water jug, Bren, move that water jug, and he is essentially just a poster. <laughs> oh,
3: because the color of my well, I with the graphics, so I literally could be. A <laughs> I literally could oh, be a nice funny. little poster. You know. Also, unrelated to this, too, I started realizing every time I talked about. If I switch back to American, my American saying is David P. But because you guys, all the Brits are saying David P, I keep saying David P, even though no American people pronounce it as David. But, but he's not
2: American. He's David. Belgian. And yeah. his name I, I know, is David. Know, but the, no, but the point Peter. is,
3: I just find it funny that like I'm using English English, British English well, versus but that's American not English. British. No, that's not, it's we, not
2: English. English people don't go around calling people. Ah, oh, What's up,
0: David? We, that's, you that's, that's we don't? don't? We call them David. No, well, in really? They say David.
2: British people say David. No, in Wales, people... in
0: Wales, they say David. I mean, we, we call people Dave, if anything. We no, call no. him Dave P. I mean, yeah, we do call him uh, Dave. My, my uncle's name is Dave. Uh, I, was, I was raised in England. I'm, I'm okay. half Welsh, half Irish. In Wales, David. In England, David.
3: Mm. Maybe, maybe I've only heard Welsh people say it, and that's why I assume that all British people How say many people How many Welsh
2: people have I met? You met? <laughs> Who do you Mikey, with as Welsh?
3: Mikey A. Oh, yeah, Mikey A. Uh, Uh, technically sort of view those those (laughs) that you're half (laughs) and uh, maybe some other random Welsh people from media, I don't know but Mm. I've heard it perhaps, so Mm. I I just assumed I had this preconceived notion that all British people said David. No, we're just
2: respecting the, the Francophone pronunciation of it
3: oh okay well now i've learned something today I've, now i will assume <laughs> now i'm gonna go back to the like the davy jones like crewman where i'm fused david into your jones. wall yeah. the, david John, the david Jones. the Davy jones where i become a, i return to a poster on your wall now i'm gonna <laughs> back into
0: it. do you uh you you got you got any final thoughts on the liquid changes of us?
2: We should buy a frame. <laughs> <around> <laughs> <like> a <laughs> I,
3: I, I One day a, though, we're I, gonna do a big reveal where I actually am there in person, and then like I'm just like I, you have the picture of me, but then like you just like ungreen screen it, and I'm there, and I'm just like, <laughs> there, you know? uh Final thoughts. Uh, shit's whack, yo.
0: Yeah. Good.
1: <laughs> <right>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: I mean, it's. uh, Yeah, it is just.
1: It is just unfortunate because. (laughs) What's wild is I think that if that if the same roster just went into challengers, I think they have a chance of winning. Yeah, I don't. I I don't think they would be favorites, favorites, but but could they
0: win? Yes. The trouble with liquid is, I think they could. uh, Since the inception of the roster, since they were signed as a roster. They haven't had success. No, whatsoever. they haven't achieved anything, They haven't achieved really. anything. In fact, they have almost they almost went backwards when they signed Liquid. But that's understandable. It takes a bit of time once you're signing into the team to get onto the right track with, with where you want the results to be. Um, and also, the formats didn't help whatsoever. That's the, the number one thing I'll always come back to, is that the EU formats for tournaments were dog shit. Um, but the team hasn't achieved anything. And at some point, you have to start looking to make some changes so that you can actually get the results that you think a, yeah. an organization like Liquid should be achieving. I mean, this is, a, uh, this is a, uh, an organization across esports titles that has always achieved great things uh, in many, many games. And yeah. they want to be achieving that same thing into Valorant. The, the decision-making doesn't make sense to us here, but yeah. We'll, this is also just a rumor as well, I will say. It could, it could turn out that this, this roster of five will stay. Uh, with echoes yeah. and Soulcast. I mean, it could be true and they stay as well. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it could be true. Um, so yeah, we'll have to see. It's, it's, all, it's all a waiting game until the, the first tournament, which is going to be at the, the end of January. Um, in other news, we could talk about the North American changes. There's only the one that we've got down here, which is Immortals actually yeah. making their changes now, which is the, uh, the release of JMO and Neptune. They've actually done it. They, uh,
1: yeah. What's Neptune's is, interesting
3: to me? I'll say it, Neptune's yeah. interesting to me. Yeah, definitely. It
1: it's very peculiar that they also got rid of Neptune. Yeah, I didn't expect that. I didn't. I mean, yeah. I never just really thought there was a problem with his play. I thought, play. Was, I thought Neptune thought was, was fine. Neptune yeah. played
3: well. I I, the, I actually like Neptune.
1: Yeah, I, I did as well. He he's one of those players to me. That whenever you are watching him, whenever you watch him hold an area, it, the amount of times where he's like good for two. Yeah, he's so frequent. He just always seemed really solid in all the matches I saw. Yeah. So it is, it is a strange one to me. He he was actually incredibly good anchoring sites,
2: but yeah. that was that was his main strength. Was give him a bomb site, he'll anchor it, and he's good for a couple. And. Something I noticed from watching a lot of Neptune is that he would put up his cages and as the sight hit came in, he would walk into his own cages to create just the Thunderdome of death. (laughs) And anyone who walks into his cages dies because he's then protected from breach flashes and stuff like that. You can't breach flash through a cyber cage. So I I liked it, but I can also see how if that style was figured out, that was a lot of what he was doing and how he was getting success. Yeah. So I can see a world in which maybe it, maybe he looked a lot worse in scrims after First Strike. He was just, his style was figured out and he was dying repeatedly and then he wasn't offering as much value elsewhere. I don't know, pure
0: speculation, but I can see a world in which uh, yeah. that Immortals, occurred. Immortals also strike me as a team that would experiment a lot, I think, to try and find a working Well, system. I mean, this is going to be no, like I mean,
3: their 80th minute? roster iteration. Or something, yeah. Like yeah, forward. I mean, not
0: not not even paying attention to the to the roster changes they have made, but in terms of like what they like to play, a lot of uh, they they were always changing up. Like whenever a new patch change would come in, I would you would be talking to like Packington and Gumba, the the coaches for for the Immortals, and they would always be saying like, "Yeah, the amount of iterations they've been trying all this different stuff." Yeah, I think every team goes through that sort of process, but it definitely feels like Immortals were the ones that were always trying to, uh, I don't know, trying to really refine a, a sort of uh, process internally and if it wouldn't surprise me if just internally they have been trying to go for a different approach and these players just couldn't keep up sure trying to play some triple duelist or yeah way yeah. more
2: killjoy or whatever there's a lot of reasons why this yeah. could have happened we just don't know what the actual reason was and so it seems confusing seems from weird. the outside because yeah. neptune in
1: matches from what you could see performed well yeah like that's just the facts of it he, he was yeah. good in the matches what I, what I do think is interesting, um, I mean, as, well, first I will say, I, I hope that both those players make it onto other solid teams, because I do have a lot of, yeah. I think that they both have uh, potentially really solid careers ahead of both of them for JMO and Neptune, but um, aside from that, I do think that it's good that it looks like Immortals want to be a really good team. I think mm. they, they're like, all right, well, we cashed out, we made a bunch of money, we sold, <laughs> sold a couple <laughs> players to 100 Thieves, NRG, great. And then they can get Kohler back for free now. Yeah, they can get cola. Yeah, that would be hilarious if they really do get Kohler back for free. That'd be very There's funny. No way.
3: Actual, actual no way. money machine. Yeah.
1: Actual money printer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's. Uh, I think it's. It leads me to believe that Immortals want to be a really good team now. Mm. They made some money. Now let's have a really good team. They want. I think they've they, always
0: wanted to be a good team, though they've just felt. Confident enough in their scouting process to yeah. not feel so attached to players that they have to keep them on.
1: Um, yeah, that's what. Yeah, that's what I mean though. Like they're not gonna take the angle of just trying to cycle players and yeah. continue to infinitely print money. Maybe sure. they will. I mean, it seems like a reasonable right. thing yeah. to want, just yeah. an infinite money machine. Mm. Can but- you
2: imagine the Immortal Suits? Um, should we win or should we continue to print money forever? <laughs> mm.
1: But it does it's- seem like they, they yeah, they're just going to keep looking for the optimal players until they have a winning roster, which I, I like that. <laughs> Who are the optimal players? That's a great question. I mean, the, 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 the big rumor is that they're going to try and sign Doink Machine onto Jet. Oh, is um, Doink
2: Machine the guy that's always at the top of the ranked yeah, uh, poise. ladders? Oh, yeah. that's Poise. P-O-I-Z, Poise. Oh, wait. Oh, different,
1: different Poise. Yeah. Um, but the, I had seen a rumor infinitely that they were going to be signing him. Doink um, Machine. Has no. he played for any team? Just Doink Machine. Yeah, he was playing for... <laughs> God, what was that team called? It was a team that had Sofa on Sova... Um, they made a pretty deep run in the second first strike qualifier. I can't think of the team name, but they were a pretty solid team. Yeah. Um, I don't think I've watched him much there him. was another guy, uh, uh, nature was on that team and they were right. just popping off. Um, they had some really sick individual play, but yeah, the rumor was they were going to be signing him. And as far as, uh, uh, Sentinel, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I have, I have not a clue. They're, they're going to What?
3: What? It? Wasn't it? not the sl- or was it the slimy boogerman that he- that they were on?
1: No, or I don't think so. It it oh no
3: no 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 sore. Yes,
1: yeah, sore. Oh, okay, yeah. sore. Yeah. sore.
3: Yeah. Um, sore. Yeah, not slimy boogerman. Sore.
2: I also think that the I I, I think previously the cipher sentinel role was where you threw your fifth guy a lot mm-hmm. of the time, and recently. In North America especially, the level is... Well, actually, not just in North America, but uh, across the globe. The level of Sentinel play has gone up. Maybe quicker than any other role recently. Like, it was the slowest maybe to get there, but recently it's gone up a lot. You can't get away with just being okay on the Sentinel role anymore. You're competing... I mean, if you're Immortals and you're actually trying to get good, I mean, you're competing against people like... You know dapper and steel who are having and and even people yeah. like uh, like deaf who I really write from dignitas yeah. as well that you're competing against people who can be core really powerful impact players from that role like FNS as well yeah like the the level of Sentinel play is enormous and it's not enough to just be a a cog in the machine anymore you have to also be able to have huge impact rounds and that doesn't just mean on defense where you're anchoring a site that means on offense as well like you have to actually be providing value to your team at all times from that role and i think that that's that's like this new wave of people that are uh, gonna push the envelope a little bit at at the top level i think that immortals might be looking for that kind of player where they're they're not just good like neptune was good they're looking for someone who could be excellent as well.
1: Yeah. I think Steel is such a great example of that. Because um, he, he's a good aimer. He has good mechanics. But the value he brings to his team and the plays he makes based strictly off of the utility that he's using is yeah. just remarkable. Like that's, that is what you can do from that role. Yeah. The, the potential <sighs> is outrageous. So. What's, uh, what's your overall thoughts on this, of
3: You know, I mean, we'll see. I mean, JMO, I kind of think, I think at this point, we all kind of agreed, even if JMO was probably pretty good and has potential, he just wasn't working on this roster.
1: He just wasn't working on this
3: roster. He needed to, they needed to change out, and maybe JMO needed to change or something. Neptune, I thought, was fine, but maybe they felt like it was, I would say that's almost close to, like, a Meadow situation here where, like, the team itself, even if Neptune was performing fine, felt like they weren't going to progress with Neptune so like okay neptune's gone and then it's an issue of like who do they find for that because like what can i i can't think of a lot of cypher like or of any sentinel free agents right now that are like really really good i can think of ones that are on teams that they could try to poach exactly like there's Th- so
2: this, few you know, that are actually free agents in north america yeah. i mean
0: there are there is a huge amount of tier two teams but not
3: ones the that things i of the model aware of as well
0: as that we've how many times have we lauded after their scouting process? Mm. Like the, the process they actually take into account when they're, when they're trialing all of these different players. They have a system in place to eventually filter down at least some good players um, to some capacity, especially players that no one else is really looking at. Yeah, like I can definitely see that being the case of Immortals until they kind of latch on to a couple of players that they might want. You've got to say as well though, Brent, with
2: Immortals, they've had a lot of hits, but with, had a lot of misses. Well, not a lot of misses, but at this point, you got to say Jaymo was a bit of a miss. Yeah, like the yeah, guy, I so. The guy had promise and he put up some huge games on but, like Haven at, at the very end where he just seemed to, I don't know, realize how the map worked. But it, it, that
0: wasn't the same level of pickup that Immortals are Even when for. they had the honeymoon period, when they just got rid of uh, Asuna and Dicey and they picked up Shot Up and, and everyone else and they had that amazing sort of opening to the world, where yeah. Shotok was just absolutely dominating. They, this team has never really looked... As good. Uh, as good, yeah. really, since that point. They've always just kind of been hovering really around that. I mean, where would you even place them in NA? Top like,
3: 8.
0: Top 8? I don't even know where they're around. I, I, actually, currently,
3: I don't even... I, they might not be top 8, but what? I don't think it would be unfair to put them at 8. What, what, necessarily. What, 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 they made
1: the first strike uh,
3: five.: I, 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 I think you can put them <laughs> at 8. You know, I think what? you put them at eighth.
1: At eighth, yeah, I think, that's what I mean. When yeah, I, okay, top eight, okay. I mean, they're like around yeah. eighth. Yeah, yeah,
0: which is good. Eighth I mean, through tenth, somewhere respite. around there. Yeah, yeah, somewhere around that. That's I do think some of these
3: tier two squads that didn't make first strike though are fast progressing to potentially, depending on how Immortal shakes up. uh yeah. they could actually catch up with them pretty. They
0: absolutely needed quickly. to make some changes though. So, yeah, we'll we'll see. It depends how much faith that we you have really into them picking up new talent because no, no real names jump out, I feel like, to fill in the gaps in terms of free agents. But
2: then that's, uh, well, that's always the Immortals way. Isn't exactly, it? They, don't, yeah. they don't pick up those kind of yeah. players anyway. So
1: There are definitely some ridiculous Jets out there. That's, that's not... Uh, finding a Duelist is not going to no. be difficult. Uh, the Sentinel is the one that I'm that's struggling a to think of someone. But, but I,
2: I really want them to pick up Kohler again. I mean that would be so funny. It would be
1: really funny. I
2: really, it would really be want them to be hilarious if They
1: just get Kohler right back. Yeah. God, they should just do it. Just, just, just for the meme. It, yeah, just because it's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. We can uh, we can move on anyway and discuss uh, something a little bit different here. This this next topic, I'm unfamiliar with it. Bear Claw Gaming announcing their new Korean roster. Oh yeah, is I this... wanted to
2: run you guys through this. Yeah, go on. So this is really. Uh, kind of cool. So you know how T1 Korea and Cloud9 Korea they, they dropped, their rosters. dropped their rosters, right? Yeah. And so there's been a bit of a shuffle in the Korean scene of that, like the teams that were trying to beat Vision Strikers, essentially, mm-hmm. and they they've. Come together i don't know whether bear claw gaming is a known organization i have no yeah, I idea know. but what that's I, I saw them on twitter mostly i saw the announcement of this roster because pavana joined as a uh, new head coach i think um and I was like, "Wow, is he really going to some like weird unknown organization?" Then I looked at the team that they had signed, and they're actually going to be a good team. They've got a bunch of the players that had previously played on Cloud9, Korea, and it looks like a fairly decent roster. Like they've huh. got Harry, the cipher player. That's a uh, sorry. They've got a bunch of former T1 players and, and one mm. uh, Cloud9 as well.
3: So, uh, but unrelated to all this, by the way, I'm gonna link the Bear Claw Esports website in the chat and you need to take a look at it it's actually in pretty interesting this org is was founded in february of 2020 that sounds about right so it's very very uh i'll put i'll put it in the valorant chat i guess okay
0: i'm looking forward to this now it's
3: but um... it's it's pretty interesting the the start when you get to the home screen i love the (laughs) graphics But it's actually a pretty interesting because it's super young, and it's apparently was founded by uh, by a woman named Harley Parks, and she's the youngest female professional owner in esports. So it's a pretty interesting org overall, but like just That's from a basic glance at it. But it's super, super young.
0: It's, so it's not a young. Korean org. It's Is it a Korean org? It
3: doesn't, seem to be, it doesn't seem to be an org. I mean, they're they're in Call of Duty. Call of Duty is that like is the weird. most anti-Korean game yeah, ever. Yeah. Game. I don't think. And looking at the design, I don't think this is a Korean org at all.
2: This so. is an interesting. That is so move weird. Though. I didn't know that.
0: And I think. I think I read something about um, Riot um, putting in like stimulus packages essentially for. Organizations that wanted to invest in the Korean esports side of Valorant. Oh, I, I saw Did you some see rumor something like that, but
2: I don't know what the details were at all. So, yeah,
0: I, I, it, was it even real? I don't know. <laughs> I read it and I don't know if it's real. I have no idea if it's real or not, but I, I saw somewhere whether it's a rumor or if it's absolute bullshit, but I'm, I'm going to run with it anyway. Riots apparently are kind of just investing in the Korean esports side of things right. with just like despite the fact that the viewership's not there, they are really kind of keen, at least for the, the year of 2021, to make sure that Valorant Esports succeeds in Korea as a region. Because, yeah. I mean, it's a good look, right? I mean, Korea has always been this dominant region in the biggest esports in the world, which is League of Legends. They want the same in Valorant. And so far, their early moves have kind of well, hampered it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 so maybe this is one of those moves where a savvy business owner They've like got an esports org in Call of Duty. There's a couple of esports orgs that I do respect because they make intelligent business decisions. This seems like an intelligent move if you're being literally almost like paid to invest into the scene. Oh, yeah. Where you it could like just that. come back. What's it? There's another org that... They don't do this, but they, they invest in fighting games. What is it called? Panda Global. Yeah, Panda Global. Yeah. That's another org that's really smart about I the d- way... Did, I've never heard of them. Because they they're they only really in fighting,
1: they're in fighting games. games. They're pretty big in fighting games. Big. billion... Yeah. million followers yeah
0: they've got tons like a really really good social media huh. engagement like this is an org that's an esports org that's i don't think they've got much outside investment but they're just really intelligent about the way that they've operated in esports right because they're in games where you don't need whole rosters of players you just need a single person you just need like a single player in a, in a fighting game but they pick up multiple players because they're, they're a really popular team um and i mean they're all sponsors and everything else yeah huh it's, uh, Wait, are they wearing Team Liquid jerseys? It's the panda. No, that's,
3: that's the panda. A, that's, that's Team that's Panda terrible. jerseys. Yeah, yeah.
0: They look exactly like Team Liquid jerseys. I mean, similar color schemes. They're I don't know.
2: Identical, except with a panda instead of a horse, yeah. is how I would describe <laughs> could, them. Could be. Yeah. I mean, could they're be. black <laughs> and
3: white, while Liquid is blue and white, though.
2: Oh, is it? I don't yeah, know. I thought Liquid was black there, and it's black the,
3: white. The, well. It's literally the colors of a panda. Yeah,
2: anyway, true, we'll get we're
0: getting off tra- track
3: here. Uh, anyway, the, 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 the bear bear cla- roster
2: is. Becklaw Gaming Team. It's got two former uh, T1 players. It's yeah. got Harry and 10X, who are good. Um, I thought that someone would sign Anax, who was their Jet player. I thought he was pretty good, but apparently not. But Harry and 10X are really good players as well. They've got Buzz, who was formerly on Cloud9 Korea. And then they've got two players that I am totally unfamiliar with because I didn't delve that far down into the Korean scene. Uh, what they called Intro and uh, Ghana or something. I think I might have messed up that last guy's name. But um, yeah, this this team could do something. It's it's hard to know because I don't know how good these final two players are. Mm. But if if those two players are really good, then this could be a team that's able to challenge like your TNLs and possibly vision strikers. It's not a superstar team, but it's like a, a solid, yeah, solid a Korean team at least by the look of it. And uh, it's got some of the former kind of refugees from the Western orgs. Choosing not to invest in Korea. Uh-huh.
0: It's, it's intriguing. I want uh, the Valorant esports scene in Korea to actually do well. So I'm, I'm pleased to see that a lot of these former players, and they're still essentially creating this melting pot where I suppose mm. they're trying to form a team that can actually dethrone Vision Strikers right now from the yeah. top spot. Uh, 45 wins in a row by the way yeah it's a scene I want to see uh, I want to see succeed for, I we can get for a, reasons do you already.
1: think we could get a little riot stimulus get a flat
3: <laughs> <got> a flat <laughs> team going on uh, that would be pretty cool I'll look into it tonight. you could start your head coach career
0: nice yeah. I, i'll be listen i've already i've said this many times on the overwatch podcast but if i was a coach i'd be a fucking phenomenal coach i'd get the get the boys around give them a little back rub you know get the bananas going around and like, make sure you're keeping your energy up you know handing out the bananas to everybody let's go i'd be i'd be the hype man behind us, you know yeah. i would get some like brains what'd you say of us
3: sound like a trainer
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. And I I but I but, but I'd i surround myself with brains, with real intelligent motherfuckers, and I'd get them to just train up the team, you know. They'd be the strategy and I would be the brawn and the fucking the charismatic like let's fucking go boys go in there, demolish them, eat your bananas, let's fucking go. And we would just we would absolutely tear up the international circuit. Nice, yeah. You're giving them
2: confidence. Confidence exactly. is key.
0: Yeah, confidence is key to, to any success. That's what the one thing I've seen that's noticed that I'm that's missing in esports. Confidence, me. Oh, everything.
3: Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, Everything's missing turn me.
3: Turn there. I like that.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's it's cool. There's not really much else to say other than nice to see that these players are finding homes. Nice to see that the Korean scene is still kind of like chugging along, still creating, trying to create these super teams to try and compete with the uh, with Vision Strikers super teams, quote unquote. Yeah. Um, yeah, we can we can shift the conversation along talking about the Inner Street Gamers Winter Championship though the twenty five mm. grand tournament. Yeah, that's coming uh, up. There's some is, big themes in it. Yeah, it's this in is two days. This is in two days' time. They're, it's like the first big tournament. We just had the ten k complexity tournament, but that's like a tier two kind of NA thing yeah. that we're not really going to be covering. Also, a lot of us has been moving, so we haven't been getting an opportunity to to watch it too much. But, outside of that fact, this is the first real big tournament that we're going to be seeing just before the kind of Challenger series really kicks off. Now, what teams are actually invested into this? I mean, there involved? are some good teams. Cloud9, yeah, yeah. Envy, there's, there's
1: Sentinels. Ooh. Oh, Ooh,
0: I mean, Sentinels are the clear favorites for this,
1: right? Yeah. yeah. Like, with no 100, 100 Thieves involved. 100. I think there's a couple open... Sp- oh, is there? I, I
3: won't say that it's pretty... No, they. I think they've decided... They've okay. decided a lot most of the all the teams there, I think, are that's the list, I believe, is this final list. And I this is actually interesting because to me at least, because C nine, we haven't seen C nine play since their moves, right? We haven't mm-hmm. seen them play really at all. They didn't play in this, this we, last They, three, they played in
1: JBL, right? But yeah, like we yeah. saw the them mean... lose three B O ones, yeah. I think, right? Yeah, yeah I um. Think so. So yeah, this is going to be the first opportunity to really see that roster. And that was like, we'll shoot in some bail. That was like right after they started playing with yeah, Leaf. Yeah, immediately so, after. I don't um, think they
2: even knew what role Leaf was supposed to be on. In each of the BO3s, Leaf was on a different yeah. role, I think. I mean, yeah, that I is it was.
3: It's so, ludicrous. The yeah, it so, in finals when I look at this, but... Yeah, so this,
1: this is a good opportunity to see what the new Cloud9 roster is made of. And then you have Envy, who I'm interested in seeing how they perform as well. I mean, this is a good opportunity to show that They aren't just lost in the sauce, really. Mm. I mean, these are all teams that they... I mean, Envy should presumably be making the Grand Finals in this tournament.
2: Yes. Anything other than a Grand Finals appearance for Envy would be a... a a continued downward spiral for yeah. them because yeah. who's their competition to make grand finals i mean as long as they don't meet sentinels in the bracket yeah who are they losing to c9 cloud nine well, cloud is Nine's
1: really good except who it. just won
0: the exit just won the complexity tournament
1: yeah but- they look really good
3: and renegades and they look pretty and built by gamers built they beat NRG, and the dignitas lost to equinox i mean
1: it's well i can tell from watching that tournament it was absolute chaos. There are so many roster moves in the tier two of NA, and there are so many new players that are just insane. Uh, like the new Equinox roster, I mean, they made one swap. They have a new player on their team, Tex, who was okay. popping the fuck off in the complexity 10K. Mm-hmm. I mean, he literally top frag every single game. I'm not kidding. Top frag all of them, um, except for maybe the game they lost. Uh, no, I
3: think he... Let me see. I think he top-racked... Bro- yeah, he did. He top ragged both those. That both those. He, he was
1: ridiculous. Um, I, I thought Equinox were going to even make it deeper. And then Luminosity have made a couple of roster swaps as well. Um, they were looking really good. Renegades were looking... They were... Renegades, if there was a team that was lost in the sauce, they were... They looked to be absolutely drenched. Just sauce everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't, couldn't make left and right. They, I mean, they were just... They needed some help. Um, so I'm interested to see how they do as well since they obviously they made the first strike quarterfinals, but then, you know um, could you actually bring the team list up again, Kurt? There's my my interest in this
0: event, though, is also going to be seeing where these teams that we are, we have a lot of questions about, Cloud9, Envy, uh, how they are going to be measuring up against the, the kind of top of tier 2 right now yeah. which is XSED, essentially, in my mind XSED teams like who just competed in the Complexity Tournament and and seem to look good. Where are these teams going to be stacking up against the top of tier two? Well, the, the, because the thing is, though, you're missing a bunch of the in between
2: teams. Yeah, there's no are. T1, there's no Phase. Who have you would? Okay, Cloud9 were originally better than those guys, but I think it would be unreasonable to rate them above T1 and Phase at the moment, sure, considering yeah. that you know it's a it's a new addition to the roster. They've had to swap some roles around. So really, there's like when you look at the invited. Teams here. There's a massive gap in theory between Sentinels Envy and then the next best, C9
3: which is toss, I think I would go like C nine, then Dig. Oh no, I, I can't would...
1: put Dig there. I you just can't. I can't do
3: it. Well, yeah, I mean, like, losing oh, no, lot. I wouldn't put. I guess that's not fair to put Dig. I guess I'd say of a team, of invited teams, Dig is not definitely not in the top list of teams here like i was sure, sorry like, i so didn't
2: many. mean invited I, I i kind of meant all of the teams that are being involved oh I, yeah i used yeah. invited i mean it, and
3: box and space station gaming are both there and i'm very big on both yeah but, and Bo- they didn't do well recently thing.
1: though you have so,
3: all, not yeah.
1: aside from the top three teams in this i think you're just looking at all teams that are just clawing to get into like the top 10 of na yeah like they're all reasonably in that like 11th to 20th spots in NA and they're all incredibly close like I don't know it it feels like at any given moment I mean just even looking at the teams we have on screen here like bbg space station nrg and box moon raccoons I mean who are winning any of those games if you match up any of them against each other I mean how how can you really confidently say one team is going to beat the other and then even when you go up like LG were they were looking insane I mean still like thief was just ridiculous uh proto I I mean that grouping of teams, those 12 teams, or 12 or so teams in this tournament, are all wildly close. And I think that almost any of them reasonably have upset potential against absolutely C9, but even Envy, too. Um,
2: I mean, that, that would be very unfortunate. I think if the thing is, if Envy do get upset by one of the lower level teams, it's, that's it's rough. understandable, but it's the continuation of. An incredibly underwhelming end to 2020. It's like their their downward spiral—not downward spiral, I suppose—but their their flump out of existence <laughs> at the end of 2020 is just going to continue into 2021 if they don't put together genuinely a grand p- finals performance in yeah. this. Even if they even if they go out in the semis to. C9, or an Exit, or a Dignitas, that is going to be an underperformance compared to your expectations for Envy before First Strike, or even yeah. halfway through First Strike. Like, at the end of the qualifiers, I mean, you're yeah. still thinking of Envy yeah. as a top three team in NA. So, the, the absolute flumping that occurred across what was it, <laughs> November and December...
1: Yeah, it's just the past two months, or one month, really. It was just yeah. the
2: last month of 2020 that I just slipped on I the think this peel. is. I think this tournament is... Huh. The, the only that this tournament is mega important for is Envy. You could argue that it's also important for Cloud9 with their new player to get back into the groove and Dignitas to find their form again, but Envy are on the verge of becoming irrelevant. Like, yeah. actually, when we're talking about Tier 1 teams, Envy have gone from being, like, a lock in the top four before First Strike and through First Strike to being actually irrelevant when we talk about top five, the actual Tier 1 teams. This is the tournament for them to get their confidence back and get back in the groove. I think either is possible. I genuinely think either is possible. They could go right back to how they were, yeah. or they could continue downwards. There's no way of knowing. Vast. I'm going to give you time. I mean, to I, got, to I,
3: mean I'm, I feel like that's a little bit of... I feel like it's a maybe uh, irrelevant. Might be a kind of a harsh word for envy, considering like I don't even think they would still like. It's not like they're ever worried about exiting. Like irrelevant to me would be like exiting top eight type of scenario, you know. And you think envy's on the way to exit top eight?
2: If they, if they lost in, if they, if they don't make grand finals here, it means that they've lost to. A dig, an exit, a C nine. Now, outside of C nine, who you have to give a pass because you don't really know where the hell they're going to rank. None of the other teams here, other than Sentinels, are in the top eight in in North America. Yeah. So they would yeah. de facto be losing to a non-top eight team in NA and continuing that trend. I think I don't think it's likely of us, but I think that if they if that does happen to them, that would be a devastating blow. Like that actually oh, yeah. does imply they're on their way to. We're being worried about dropping outside of the top eight which is yeah. unbelievable that's a huge yeah. drop off
3: yeah that that i too agree with if they essentially if they don't if they are not facing up against sentinels in the grand finals then then i think it's fair to start being like is envy even a top eight squad anymore but also i feel like this is a really good start to sort of see like some of these tier two squads i mean especially with immortals making roster changes and Things like that, like there's some chance that we see a little bit of shuffling with all the tournaments coming up, anyways. So we might have to reformulate like what is top eight as we move into the year, anyways, right? This could just Definitely. be the start. But I do I do agree that if, if NB's not facing off against Sentinels or Grand Finals, then we have entered a some sort of inverse twilight zone of and it's not it's not good. It's yeah, not, unless I,
2: unless they lose to C nine, I'll I'll still give them a pass if they lose to C nine. If C nine look excellent, because th- I think that's still I don't think that's likely. I think C nine are probably not going to look that great. But if they do look incredible, then fair enough. If envy lose to
1: them, but here I outside mean, of f- that, I think there is mad upset potential for almost I mean half the teams in this tournament to beat envy. Absolutely, beat Cloud nine even more likely. All these teams have at least one if not two really sick players on them like could be on a tier one team players at this point i think like Um, you could reasonably even just looking at the the list below the the top four if you're looking at equinox like mina tex both look ridiculous obviously on lg we've been singing a proto's for (laughs) since waffle Waffle yeah we've been singing waffle man's praises for months thief is ridiculous as well yeah um On exit, Pure R looks amazing. Wifo, I think, has been really good on uh, the Sentinel as well. Like, if you just go down this list, there are so many amazing players on these teams. Every team in the tier two now has uncovered at least one diamond uh, that they've got on their roster now. Um, I mean, obviously, we, we know the players that are good on Moon Raccoons have been around for a while. Actually, I wonder who Moon Raccoons are going to play with as a fifth. That's an interesting question, Yeah. Um, since Profi's no longer with them. I mean, Anbox have Android. Yeah, he's crazy. Um, seeing more NRG will be interesting, though they've been, you know, kind of whatever up until this interesting point. Interesting
0: as well. This, this tournament takes place over four days, I think. Yeah. So you've got the group stages, presumably, for the first two days, maybe even the first three, and then just the playoffs on the final day. Sure. I don't know how they're actually scheduling it, but... Um, a lot of matches. And what you see with tournaments like this, when it, at least when it's not short form, is that there's always those adaptations over time. As more and more games yeah. get played, you see that some teams get better and the, the sort of counter-strat, uh, counter-stratting that takes place in North America especially. Um, we've, we've got a really interesting tournament ahead of us, I think. Definitely. It's a great precursor to... Learning who the
2: dangerous teams are coming into the first challenges. Because we already we know for the most part who the elite are, mm-hmm. but this is really a good show of who the dangerous teams are. Who are the yeah. upset teams? Who's gonna come in and take the games off the big North American teams? Um and and end up causing like a renegades over cloud nine upset again. Because you know that there are gonna be upsets like that in every single tournament that happens in 2021 across yeah. all regions, there will be at least one major upset in each one. Uh, it's, it's inevitable, and mm-hmm. this is, these are the kind of tournaments where you see who the who the teams with teeth in tier two really
1: are. Yeah, I yeah expect expect wild results in this tournament, especially if Yoru is yeah. in. Especially if oh, Yoru yeah. is in. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it'd be ridiculous. I mean, even then, there I mean, there were a couple more teams at the bottom, but like even BBG now, yeah, they Do, are, Don't they have I a, mean, new had a as good? Well, well they, run the they've been playing they with deep critical deep the. Chin, The blatant cheater, critical. Um, (laughs) They've been playing, but critical has been ridiculous. Um, Even on like rules, like he's playing Omen, and he is just popping off. Yeah, Uh, Will has looked really good on Rays. the teams in the tier two now, I'm really seriously, all of them have one if not two players. They're bubbling
3: ready to explode. They're like a little. Really are.
1: They they could just get into tier one teams. Like if. Hypothetically, like if something, if Envy just can't recover from slipping on the banana peel, they can't stand back up and they need to make a replacement. (laughs) um, Like, this is, I'm not saying they should do this, but hypothetically, like, let's say they got rid of food. There's like 10 players in this tournament they can pick up. Yeah. I mean, it's just ridiculous, man.
0: Time for the most important topic of all time (laughs) that's ever existed in any podcast format. Ever. I'm excited to see it in person. (laughs) For <laughs> years and years and years, people have been talking about this uh-huh. award for the longest time. They've been yeah. wondering, when is it coming? When is it coming? When it I, I can see you all typing in the chat right now. You're saying, when is Wyatt's weekly award? Well, here it is. Kurt, please run the tape.
1: Dude, where's my rez? <laughs> oh, hey, didn't see you there. It's Wyatt's weekly award. How? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. No, this already, one's yeah. dead center on the table.
3: That's dead sort of, center. Like a, a very, you're, you're sort of a Christopher Nolan type of move there. That's like Tenet, you know? We just got temporal pincered by that, by that uh, particular award. You, if you had noticed that earlier in the episode, you would have known that was coming. But, uh, but you did not. <laughs> <laughs> you don't uh, uh,
1: This week, the weekly award is going to go to Texas the state, texas! Of, texas. Yeah! Yeah. The state of texas yep this week the weekly award is going to go to the state of texas okay <laughs> all right and wonderful it, yeah and, it, and it's and it's not just because it, uh, it's uh it, it houses one uh, connor Avast vast prince the That's lovely man the but the also uh it's just a, it's so far I've liked it here quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. I, I've enjoyed Texas uh, quite a bit. You've been here for three days. I've been here for three days, and I've enjoyed <laughs> it quite a bit. Yeah, yeah it's, it's it's I've I've uh, I mean I've never lived uh, in the South or spent like significant time here. Three days, by the way, <laughs> but, but so far uh, I've enjoyed it. I I, I feel as though. I've been welcomed in such a, a friendly way, you know. See, uh, you guys keep saying that. I haven't
2: interacted with a single human being outside of you lot, so I, d- I don't know. Have yeah. uh, are people welcoming? Yes. Uh, the people only are person I know from the only person friendly. I know from Texas is Avast, and he's not welcoming. He's mocking.
3: That's true. I am. I'm like a cloying sickness in your nostrils. <laughs> <laughs> are you
0: actually? Are you from Texas?
3: Yeah, I've lived in yeah. like Dallas area my whole life. Oh, yeah. yeehaw! Yep. yeah They don't sound very, very texan to me because they're from arkansas so mm. we're a very oh. southern family
0: wow yeah it, it, i i concur with your Wyatt's weekly award i think yeah. texas deserves it it's it's been very nice actually everyone i've interacted with i got a coffee this morning and the bloke was very chilled out very friendly there was no rush it found the complete antithesis of LA, where you know you go to LA and the guy's like, what do you want? Yep, okay. And it's like, it's, it's quite rushy almost in a way, you know, but almost but not rushy, like they just don't give a fuck. Yeah, you're comparing a city of
2: like 13 million to a city of two. I don't know what the exact population numbers <laughs> sure, but, but, but are, but what I'm I
0: saying, mean, you're... it's just low key, you know, it's like the guy was yeah. like, what do you want, friend? Yeah, yeah. when yeah. I oh, lived no, in the countryside, no, it was more no, low key than New York.
3: You know, <laughs> like, if there were 13 million person city, is that does that mean that I don't think that coffee shop would then serve proportionally more people necessarily inherently than the two million? Yeah, so, right? so, I mean,
2: so, it wouldn't if it was tucked away down an alley, but in most places. It so was. what i
3: say is,
0: I'll say this, that in LA of my three years living there, I've definitely felt like people, uh, people just weren't as friendly. They're quite cold, you know, in a way. But it's not cold as in, like, the good way, which is in the UK. You know, in the UK, you won't talk to strangers. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're going down the street. You don't say hello to strangers. But if you get in a conversation with a stranger, you're generally going to be quite friendly with them. Right. Because, you, you know, something's, something's happened in, in UK culture. It's like, all you know, making a little comment about it on the bus or something, <laughs> you know. But in LA, you don't have the UK culture. You don't... It's just cold, and it's just quite... If this stranger can't do anything for me, then I don't want anything to do with them. Yeah, how many times have you been to a bar? For me, it was a lot. Not Obviously, not this year. But pr- in previous years, yeah. when I went to a bar, you meet a random person, you tell them you work in like the entertainment industry, and next thing you know, they're trying to give you a card that didn't happen to me because i don't look like a ceo when i first yeah. moved to la the amount of fucking uber rides i got into and the amount of business cards i received from musicians and actors maybe that's because you say i work in the entertainment I d- industry i never told them i worked in the entertainment industry they would just see me getting picked up from the studio uh, and they were like oh can i give you my card oh it's my like, god okay sure yeah. i mean it, it
2: I, 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 I never had those interactions, though, because I'm a friendly human being. So they just interact with me as a as a. I mean, I mean, I'm
3: fucking
0: friendly,
2: Josh. I'm Fuck friendly you. you. <laughs> <laughs>
3: right. I'm right. friendly. Because I got cards, too. I, when I got picked up for 2018, when I had spent a long, hard day of doing nothing in 2018 in the studio, a long, yep. hard day of sitting on the bench in Boston, I would come out. And I looked like a little dumpling at the time. You know, I didn't look <laughs> like someone that was important at all. And they would, still, I would got cards. You got cards as well? Maybe you two are getting yeah. business
2: cards because you're delightful little dumplings and they want to take you out somewhere later on. Maybe they're yeah, maybe was, they're hitting uh, on you I instead.
3: A card isn't like, hey, let's go get dinner and a movie. Why not? It's, it's got like, their hey, number on it. I need to be referred so I can get my foot into the door of the studio you just exited.
0: Yeah, mm. it's it's purely like I just picked up somebody from the yeah, studio. Here's
3: a vast... There it is. 2018. 2018. <laughs> Look at him. That's that's. Oh, I would link. give my I,
2: business card to that
0: prime little. Why twink. would they give me? Yeah, because I was an absolute. <laughs> I was an absolute twink back in 2018. So why would they give me business cards as well? I don't know. The point is. So far in Texas, it's it's been a completely different vibe, at least for every single person I've interacted with. It's always been very friendly, very. Uh, How's it going? You know, it's not tell,
2: like tell them you work in the
0: entertainment industry, see how they react. <laughs> not gonna do that. <laughs> I'm not gonna do Hello, that. Hello, can
2: I have my coffee? I also work in the entertainment industry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just. I, I also never said. Okay. Well, I never told anyone I work in the entertainment industry. That's just, it's very conceited. I work in the movies. I, I work in the pictures. The, uh, I, just, I agree with you, Why I think this is a good weekly award. The state of Texas, it's been pretty nice so far. Been pretty, yeah. pretty welcoming. People as well have been coming into my stream chat being like, you're finally in Texas. Welcome to Texas. Best state in the world. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the Texans love it when people visit their, their state. They do. I've realized as well. They do. Maybe not a vast, but I've never... I have I always thought a vast was just like a... I came from another place, not Texas. Mm, the moon.
3: <laughs> no, no I, I I feel like... You know, you guys haven't seen me switch into southerner mode, though. Because like if you ever actually go with me out to a restaurant, eventually whenever that happens again, or a bar, I always... I am like I'm essentially conditioned via my parents to say sir and ma'am to everybody, and you haven't seen me do that yet. But if we ever go somewhere in the south, you'll see me. It's just like a switch. Wow. You say a, you a say sir, southern charm. sir and
2: ma'am. To to sir, who? Yeah. To the waiters. People.
3: Like if you're talking to like a waiter or like the or the waitress, or if you're talking to the person at the register or the bar or the bar, yeah. you know the bar. Like you just instinctively or just a regular person, even though like around my same age, I just. If it's like what? a formal, more formal setting, I just swap it to sir and ma'am.
2: What like, happens? What happens if you get like the people that call you sir, and then you're siring I, back to them? I mean, and then you're I, just two I, I, sirs I, I, talking to each other.
3: We just hit a resonant sir frequency, and we just vibrate, <laughs> <laughs> vibrate.
0: Sir, <laughs> but, it's a, it's a respect thing happen. though, right? It's, it's a respect thing. Yeah, sure, it is. It's so it's so other mad,
2: yeah, the many things are a respect thing. People bow to each other in other cultures, but it would be weird if you started going around bowing to everybody, wouldn't it? That sure. would be a respect thing, but it would you still know, be fucking weird. Hey, hey, it's just a culture thing. Texas has culture, and L.A. is it doesn't, <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and people are nice here, and that's part of the culture. Yeah. yeah. That's it. That's I, great. I, I
0: got on an Uber... To, uh, to go to Target to pick up some bedding the other day, like when, mm. I first, when I first touched down, essentially. And I was saying to my driver, like I moved here from Cali, and he's like, oh, there's a lot of people moving here from Cali um, these days. he's saying he hopes that the Californians don't bring their attitude with them. Because <laughs> 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 he's like, I quite like Liberty, you know, I don't, wanna, I don't yeah. want him to, to interact, because he he's got his son who also lives in, in Los Angeles. Mm. Um, and, and also, I don't think it's fair to say that all Californians are like people who live in Los Angeles, because it is actually two distinct different things.
2: It's also only people who are trying to make it in Los Angeles
0: that act like Which that. Which is a lot of them. Yeah,
1: yeah mean, but either, it's You're it's either not... trying to make it, or you're being crushed by wealth disparity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> those are your... that's, that's, it's that's, funny because those, it's true. That's so many people, though. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, well, I'm, I'm, in a, I'm in a good mood while being crushed by the economy.
3: And we talk about them and how we're in entertainment, and we're better than you, but now we're... Th- <laughs> So we're not better than you, so it's okay. Yeah,
2: yeah. Just well, don't be a twat to people. Yeah, me.
0: just don't be a cock. That's essentially the way it works. And then, yeah, just be nice to people. I met a lot of lovely people in California. I don't know who you guys were talking to. I, no, I, I did meet a lot of lovely people, honestly, as well. I, 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 the one thing I was upset about moving away from California was all the, the very nice, genuine people that we left behind you've just
2: molded for seven minutes about all the fake people that
0: you've left behind <laughs> no 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 but th- I'm saying like general oh, that strangers oh there was a mixture of both but, but, right, but right. what made what made the friends I made in California special was that they were quite genuine in a and sea they stood of, out yeah they stood out in a sea yeah. of of just fakery you know <laughs> <laughs> they just stood out you know that's the one yeah,
2: thing I am
3: so a little bit old sad about old and Caulfield yeah, yeah. type of Bren- vibes
2: Bren was scouting his way through the entertainment industry looking for the pretenders <laughs>
3: <laughs> I wouldn't he say would say scouting. No, I'm in the entertainment business. So are you fake? Or are you fake?
0: <laughs> entertainment business. Yeah. Uh, I'm in the business, business of entertaining. Uh, I am ending this episode. Mm. <laughs> so good idea. Thanks for watching Black Chat Valorant episode 27. Make oh. sure you like, make sure you subscribe. What do you want to do? What you want to uh, say? The only other thing I wanted to say
2: was, cheeky little preview, we're going to be having guests on every week from now on, or at least... Yeah. Trying to have them on Yeah, trying week. to have them on. We might not schedule them every single week, but... Uh, we have got Dapper on. Uh, the The episode will air probably, I don't know, Wednesday. Wednesday, something. probably. Something like yeah. that. But uh, yeah, keep an eye out for it. Make sure you hit the subscribe and hit the f- fucking bell. Pound, <laughs> pound the bell. Otherwise, Dapper
0: will come for you with his white claws. Yeah. And white claws hurt when you have them thrown at you. Yeah. Trust me. <laughs> I've had it happen. It's, it's not a pain. It's a painful experience. The uh, what episode 27. Yeah. Thanks for watching. Do what Josh said. Pound the bell. Make sure you leave a comment. What what did I say at the start? Leave a comment on something? I can't remember what I said for you to comment on.
2: But just, whatever it was, comment on it. I don't yeah, know
0: if you did. Just, okay, well, just leave a comment because it helps with engagements and it gets us more money. Um,
3: um, you're really fake in the comments below.
0: Yeah, yeah. comment if you're a real one. <laughs> on if you're a real one. All right, goodbye, everybody. We'll see you on uh, Wednesday for the, uh, for the Dapper interview. See you then. Bye-bye.